We waited two years for the return of high school baseball after COVID-19 wiped out all of last season. St. Joe and Marion returned to the diamond yesterday. St. Joe picking up a win over Warsaw while Marion fell to Northwood. We've also waited two years for St. Joe and Marion to go head-to-head -head in baseball. That happens today. In the midst of Holy Week, this is the Holy War on the Diamond. And as is the case with every Holy War broadcast on Redeemer Radio, we are presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. I'm Angel DiCarlo, coming to you live from St. Joseph Athletic Fields near St. Pat's Park. It is a cold 40-degree day for the showdown between Michiana's two Catholic high schools. Joined by Matt Florian for tonight's broadcast. And Matt, these... Players have had to wait a long time to get back into game action, got a taste yesterday, and now they get to play their arch rival here in game two. Anj, it was a year, 19 days, and yesterday morning since the Indiana High School Athletic Association shut down all preseason. We talked to coaches yesterday and this week preparing for this. Just that sudden screeching stop and then to be thrown back into it, it's a really great day, even though it is cold. The sun's out. It's a beautiful day, and there's baseball once again in Indiana. It's a great day to be out here at St. Patrick's Park. These two teams will also play each other on April 19th, likely again in sectionals as well. Before we go any farther previewing this game, let's take you to the pregame prayer. This is Father Terry Coonan from St. Therese Little Flower Catholic Church, also the chaplain at St. Joseph High School. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for all the ways you have blessed us in Christ your Son, and in a particular way for the gifts of sport and of community. We ask your blessing on all of our athletes, our coaches, our officials, and our fans. May we work together to build up your kingdom, where with Our Lady, with St. Joseph, and with all the saints, we hope to live with you and praise you forever and ever. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Joe has a new head coach this year in John Smolinski, his first year taking over for John Gump, retiring after four years, former St. Joe player. He's an alum of 2007, longtime assistant as well for eight years. Smoke got the win yesterday in game number one of his career. The Indians kicked off the season in very positive fashion, winning 12-3 on the road at Warsaw. Right now, Marie Ashkar is down on the sideline with Coach Smo. Go ahead, Marie. As the head coach, how does it feel being the successor of Coach Gump? You know, it's an honor, actually, to have played for him and to have been his assistant for eight years. You know, it's exciting. We have a great team right now. I'm just hoping to uh, continue with our success. Now, big game tonight. It is the Holy War. What are going to be the keys to tonight's win? You know, I'm hoping we can get on, get, get going early and um, just play clean defense today. And uh, hopefully we can throw strikes and get, get a W. All right, thank you so much. Back to you, Ange. All right, that is John Smolinski, the head coach of the St. Joe Indians with our Marie Ashkar as we get set for this battle between St. Joe and Marion in the Holy War on the diamond. I'll have to try to avoid saying the Holy War on the hardwood or the Holy War uh, on the gridiron. Um, but we're very excited for this broadcast. And, and Matt, obviously St. Joe, three-time defending sectional champions, didn't get to play last year. But they only returned three players from 2019. That that, but that's across the board. A lot of teams are facing that because you didn't get to play all of last season. But certainly this is a team with high expectations and, and certainly a great way to start the year yesterday with that win over Warsaw. Exactly. And this is a really tough, you know, that Warsaw Tiger squad is going to be a really tough team. They've got a lot of upperclassmen. It didn't show up on the diamond yesterday for the Tigers, but that was a good way for St. Joe to start off the season.
season. I mean, knocking off the rust of a year of inactivity. And even though it is a young team, hey, you know what? A lot of teams are young because it's been almost 380 days since baseball activities here, and now we're back in varsity play. Mary, meanwhile, lost at home to Northwood 26-12. to Joe Turnock has been the head coach since 2013. He has 93 wins in his tenure. Last year was supposed to be Marion's year, but COVID wiped out the leadership of 12 seniors who have since graduated. This year's squad, extremely young. Coach Turnock starting four freshmen today. It's a great opportunity for these young underclassmen. Again, just stepping up to the plate literally and figuratively, this is an opportunity for a lot of the underclassmen that may not have had that kind of opportunity to step up and say, this is what we can do. This is We can make an impact right away, get the experience. And you know what? This is going to be a great building year for Marion, and I think a competitive year too, building foundations for the future at this night's squad. I, I know Coach Turnock said, oh, you're not doing the game on April 19th because I think he was hoping um, – you know, get it down the road a little bit, and then thus they would uh, they be have some games under the belt, have some experience, and maybe uh, they'd be a better program by the time we get to that point. And that's something that you you know, on the one hand, yes, it's the rivalry game, it's the Holy War, it is Holy Week. So you know, and there's going into you know a couple of days off for uh, the holiday and obviously for Easter, but to have this test against your rival, I mean, this is going to feel like a mid-season game in terms of the enthusiasm, in terms of the spirit. Obviously, you'd want a couple more games to knock the rust off, but you're going to have a lot of fired-up players on both squads today. Well, you can certainly hear the wind in our mics. Uh, it, it, it won't be it will be different than yesterday for both of these teams. Yesterday was uh, 65 degrees, a beautiful way to kick off the season. Uh, this is more like what you see in game two of the year. It is, it is cold and chilly. Those bats will be difficult to hit, uh, and it, it should be an interesting matchup in that regard as well and an adjustment period for, for the players after having really nice weather yesterday. It is going to be a dramatic change from yesterday. I mean, the old saying of if you don't like the weather in April in the Midwest, wait a day, it's, it hit home. And looking at the flags around the park tonight, you know, gusting, I would estimate between 18 and 25 just because of the way the flags are almost straight across the field from uh, the left field fence straight across the diamond. The wind and the weather is definitely going to be a factor in tonight's ball game. All right, let's take a look at the starting lineups for each of these teams as I try to avoid my papers flying into uh, the infield. <laughs> we'll start with the Marion Knights 0-1 on the season. They'll start Mike Copton at the right fielder. He will lead off. He was 0-3 yesterday with a strikeout. Henry Singer is the shortstop. He will bat second, 0-5 yesterday against Warsaw or against Northwood. Excuse me. Senior Tyler Bortone is the center fielder, 2-3 with a triple and two RBI. Matt Early will bat cleanup. He's also today's starting pitcher, was 1-2 with three walks and three runs. Cameron Bortone, the little brother of Tyler, will bat fifth, and he is the first baseman. Chase Bays bats sixth. He was 0-1 yesterday with a walk coming off the bench. He's the second baseman. Batting seventh is Evan Schmidendorf, the catcher. He was one for four with an RBI yesterday. He is a freshman. Again, Bortone, Bays, and Schmidendorf, all freshmen along with John Oliver. Ricardo Mora, the DH, bats eighth. He's one for two with two RBIs yesterday, a senior. And John Oliver, the freshman, third baseman, one for two with an RBI and a walk in yesterday's game. Ben Mangas will play left field today, but he'll be uh, not hitting as he'll be as Mora will bat in his place. A lot of young names, as we said, four freshmen on that starting squad for the Knights, but a lot of multi-sport talent. I mean, this is going to be a really good test to see uh, how the conditioning and the offseason is going to be paying off for the Knights. Uh, a lot of enthusiasm in pregame warm-ups for Marion. 
Tyler Bortone, Matt Early, the only returning players from the 2019 squad. Bortone uh, played in uh, a number of games in 2019, only hit 220. Uh, eight stolen bases, he so he can get it done on the base. And then Matt Early will be today's starting pitcher for Marion. Um, he pitched in five games in 2019, did not give up a run in nine innings of work. So they're hoping to build off of that here today against a very good St. Joe squad. Matt Early, one of the few seniors that's going to get a lot of starting time. And it's going to be, I shouldn't say getting a lot of starting time. There's going to be obviously a, you know, a lot of under, under upperclassmen, pardon me. But it's going to be, players like early that the Knights are going to have to build on and set the foundation blocks on, especially with his talent on the mound. All right. So we've talked to coach Smolenski. Let's go down to the field now to Zach Smith with coach Turnock. Coach Turnock, uh, you guys got a young team. How are you guys looking to see what you can learn from this team, judging from the first few games of this year? Uh, I think every game we're just looking to get better. Um, I mean, yesterday we had kind of a rough one. But the message to the team was is uh, yesterday's loss is kind of irrelevant as long as we don't make the same mistakes we made yesterday. And being young, we're going to make mistakes. But the all idea is it's a process and uh, building confidence, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get there. Now, obviously, building off of last night, there's no better game than the Holy War to do that. How excited are you guys for tonight, especially after not having one last year? Well, you know, I'm a Marion grad. And it goes back to 1982, the rivalry that I've, I've experienced when I was an athlete. Um, I mean, playing St. Joe, it's a it's a big game for both schools. Uh, it's a friendly rivalry, you know, from the standpoint as I respect their program. Uh, we respect the school and what they stand for. Uh, so from that standpoint, we're just happy to be here and being able to play after being off last year. Appreciate it. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. All right, Zach. Great job. Thank you very much. That was Coach Joe Turnock for the Marion Knights. Let's turn now to the St. Joe Indians starting lineup. 1-0 on the season again under John Smolinski in his first year. Jack Quinn will lead off and play center field. The junior was 0-3 yesterday with two walks and a run scored. Kyle Tupper, the third baseman, will bat second. He is 2-for-3 with a home run and two RBI. He was also the winning pitcher yesterday for the St. Joe Indians. So a very talented senior batting second for the St. Joe Indians, Matt. Yeah, he's going to be, again, uh, talking about foundation blocks, there's going to be a lot of reliance, almost more so, on the upperclassmen that have that in-game experience because you have a lot of people, I mean, freshmen, the last time they may have played even, like, amongst a team was two, you know, seasons ago. So they're going to have to rely a lot on players like Tupper for St. Joe and on Early for the Knights. No question about that. All right, batting third for St. Joe here tonight will be Keegan Frick, the left fielder, a senior. Boy, did he have a great game yesterday against Warsaw. Three for five, two home runs, and five RBIs, three runs scored. In fact, actually, one of those home runs officially won't count because it happened in the sixth inning, and then they got wiped out because of uh, lack of sunlight. So officially the game, was, it was actually 16-3, to three, and then it officially goes in the record books as 12-3. So technically one of those home runs won't count for Frick. We'll count it for him today because he had <laughs> Such a great have to, yeah. <laughs> Bryce Lesher bats fourth, a first baseman, three for four with a home run and three RBIs yesterday. He's a senior. Zach Stowalski is a sophomore right fielder, one for four with an RBI and a run scored. Frank Panino, shortstop, four for four with two RBIs, a senior. And then Julian Commanda, the DH today. He will he's a junior, one for three. Braden Zelinski, second baseman. He was one for three with an RBI. He's a senior. And Matt Eck will bat ninth, the senior catcher for the St. Joe Indians. A lot of multi-sport athletes once again, and it is going to be really interesting to see 
how Marion can settle down and get into a game groove. Obviously, you look at the stats from last night that St. Joe put up. It's you know it was a remarkable offensive output for the Indians. So they're going to have to keep the ball in front of them on defense when Marion's out there in the field. All right, so the coaches are out talking to the umpires right now, Robert Brooklyn and Kenny DeKeyser, and we're ready to get the introductions, and then we'll have the national anthem coming up, and then first pitch is coming up in just a few moments here between Marion and St. Joe in the Holy War on the diamond. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian, alongside Zach Smith and Marie Ashkar here with you for all the action here today. Um, excited to bring you this game brought to you by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance, who Matt Florian knows rather well. Matt also with Knights of Columbus Insurance. So overall, um, great to have Knights of Columbus Insurance and Andrew Weiss sponsoring today's game. So Henry Singer being introduced for the Marion Knights right now, coming out onto the field. And again, we're getting ready to go here between St. Joe and Marion. And Matt, you mentioned the multi-sport athletes uh, on the field, especially when you look at St. Joe, it was a lot of recognizable names to people who are listening right now, uh, especially at the top and the bottom of the lineup. Jack Quinn, of course, a starter on the basketball team that went all the way to semi-state, and then Matt Eck, the starting quarterback on the football team. So uh, they definitely have their share of guys who have played uh, multiple sports here for the St. Joe Indians. Not just played multiple sports, but, you know, made a huge impact on both the court and the field for both teams. I mean, you look at the, our game notes, you know, and you look at some of the names, again, familiar names on the radio and on our streams for 95.7 Sports, but also, you know, just looking, starter, starter. You know, first team reserve. I mean, just a lot of raw talent out there for both of these squads today. And then for Marion, uh, same way. I mean, you got Greg Atkinson. Kaleo Kakalia was the pitcher yesterday. He was from the basketball team. Atkinson, of course, great football player. Drew Geiger, great football player as well. Tyler Bartone was on the football team. Bryce Lassane uh, started yesterday. Will come off the bench here today. Could be the starting quarterback next year for Marion. Uh, so they certainly have their share of guys who, who have played multiple sports as well. And then for Marion, two years ago, they were 13-5. and Lost in the sectional semifinals to St. Joe. 2018, 11-9-1. Lost in the sectional final to St. Joe. So they've had their seasons um, each of the last two years that they played end at the hands of St. Joe. St. Joe, meanwhile, the defending three-time sectional champions. Of course, they won the state championship back in 2017, and they're looking to continue that. They're ranked third in the state in Class 3A, but even Coach Smo would say, but I only got three guys back from 2019. He goes, it's a crapshoot. That might be respect more than anything. It might be, and that's going to be something that a lot of teams across the state are going to figure out very quickly. I mean, where they are in terms of talent and uh, experience. Let's pause now for the playing of the National Anthem.
All right, I think we heard almost as much wind as we heard the national anthem there <laughs> on this brisk, cold day here at St. Pat's Park. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian with you. If you're just tuning in, we've got the Holy War on the diamond. St. Joe and Marion, both teams kicking off the season yesterday after not playing all of last year. Marion losing in the opener 26-12 to Northwood, while St. Joe got the victory in their first game of the year against Warsaw, 12-3. St. Joe 1-0, Marion 0-1, and taking the mound as the starting pitcher here for the St. Joe Indians is Jared Kane. The senior will pitch this evening for the Indians and looking for a big outing is Jared Kane for um, the St. Joe Indians. He's a lefty, also plays outfield, and Coach Smolinski told us he commands the zone, throws strikes, keeps hitters off balance. That's what you want from a starting pitcher. That's exactly what you need. Set the defensive rhythm, set the groove, and just build a little confidence. I mean, this is the holy war. I mean, this is going to be something that's high energy, and, you know, it was interesting to hear um, interesting to hear Coach Joe say, you know, just always a chance to grow, always a chance to develop. But this is still, I mean, this is a rivalry game. doesn't matter if it's the first, second, or last game of the season. This is going to be an energetic outing for both squads. And it's been a busy uh, week for Jared Kane. He was also the lead role in Godspell the Musical at school, which just wrapped up as well. And he won the February Community Award winner for St. Joe High. So uh, certainly been busy time for Jared Kane. And uh, he's excited to be in action and starting pitcher. He's a left-handed pitcher, which doesn't necessarily work to the advantage of St. Joe today because everybody in the starting lineup for the Marionites is a right-handed batter. In fact, everybody on the team minus one player, Ben Mongus, is a right-handed hitter for the Marion Knights. So um, maybe not the best time to throw the lefty, but you're going to throw uh, your rotation and go with it. And Jared Kane looking to get the job done here for the St. Joe Indians here today. And that's going to be something that both coaches are going to need to be mindful of. Everyone's doesn't seem like it with, a, you know, every, obviously the there's high school needs to worry about pitch counts and those kind of things, but everyone's going to be working a lot harder than their pitch count indicates. It's cold, it's windy, ball control is going to be a major problem for the pitchers on every uh, on both squads today. Junior outfielder Mike Compton, the right fielder, was at the plate. He was 0 for 3 yesterday with one strikeout, and we are getting ready to go underway here between Marion and St. Joe in the Holy War on the diamond. Jared Kane on the mound. Ready to go. He's in the motion. He winds. He deals. There's a shot to third base. Tupper will pick it up, throw it to first, and get the first out of the ball game. One away here in the first. First pitch at 5.35 p.m. Bryce Lesher making the catch. One pitch, one out, just like that. <laughs> so that was pretty quick on the six on the 5-3 put out. 5-3, there you go. I haven't kept scoring in quite a while myself. Now at the plate, Henry Singer takes the strike, 0-1. Kane in the full wind. A little bit outside for the ball. And it's now 1-1. One I mentioned ball control early. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of pitch count the coaches, I don't want to say trust the players with, but it's 40 degrees and the wind is blowing. And it's game two. Second pitch, a strike as Singer swings and misses. Good take there. One and two coming up here for Singer. Kane looking for the strikeout here. 
top of the first inning between Marion and St. Joe. The wine in the pitch, in the dirt, and it'll be two and two coming up. Well into the dirt, well short of the home plate. <laughs> I think he was going for some form of uh, a pitch that was going to make him chase it, but it, no one was chasing that one as it, it, it I almost didn't even hit the dirt. Almost got the grass in front of the dirt. So here comes the 2-2 pitch. No score in the first inning. Jared Kane winds and delivers. Strike three. Swung on and missed. Two away. Great first two to build the confidence of a pitcher. I mean, that's exactly what you would hope for. Good swinging strikeout. Let him just get used to it and get used to throwing the ball in a game situation again. With two away here in the first inning, it brings Tyler Bortone, the center fielder, Senior for the Marion Knights to the plate. Two for three yesterday with a triple and two RBI. The pitch. Pop up. Short right field. St. Joe getting under it and the wind taking it, but able to bring it in and make the catch is Zach Stowalski. And that'll do it. Three up, three down. No score for the Marion Knights. St. Joe coming to the plate. We'll be back with bottom of the first on Redeemer Radio. I'm Nino. And I'm Josh from Marion High School. And I'm Marie. And I'm Teo from St. Joseph High School. We're interns here at Redeemer Radio. This experience has taught me so much and would not be possible without our friends at Tire Rack. Tire Rack is a locally owned business that is nationally recognized with more than 9,000 independent installers. Tire Rack also underwrites this internship to give us hands-on experience in the world of radio and media. For more tires and great prices, visit TireRack.com. Thank, Thank you, Tire Rack. Marion High School students have many opportunities to take dual credit classes. Those that count for both high school and college credit during their four years at Marion. The class of 2020 earned over 4,300 credits during their four years, and over 90 students in that class received 15 credits or more. That is at least one college semester's worth of credits. The best part is that dual credit classes are offered at no additional cost to families. We invite you to learn more about our dual credit program by visiting MarionHS.org for more information. Go Knights. And for St. Joseph High School, they offer first-class college preparatory academics and was recently named an Indiana A-plus school. Students pursue faith formation and develop resilience while fostering a teamwork and a common bond through 40 clubs, co-curriculars, athletic teams, and more. Learn more at stjohigh.com. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian back with you here at St. Pat's Park, or I say the St. Joe Athletic Fields by St. Pat's Park as we get ready for the start of the Bottom of the first inning, Matt Early on the mound for the Marion Knights. Early, uh, really uh, the leader uh, for this Marion Knights squad, the cleanup hitter and the starting pitcher here for the Marion Knights here today. You know, he played first base and third base as an underclassman, and he's obviously had his junior year wiped out, but he's still got a lot of talent, and that's getting notice as he's been uh, already approached and has committed to playing Baseball at Franklin College next year. Here's the lineup for St. Joe once again, especially here in the first. It'll be Jack Quinn, the center fielder, leading off. Then it'll be Kyle Tupper, the third baseman. Keegan Frick, the left fielder, will bat third. And Bryce Lesher, the first baseman, will bat fourth. Again, for the Marion Knights, Matt Early on the mound. Pitched in five games in 2019, was 1-0. Also had a save, nine innings pitched, no runs scored on him had 16 strikeouts in those nine innings giving up just seven hits and three walks so uh not not bad in terms of what he was able to do as a sophomore and i'm sure marion is expecting big things from him this year as a senior 
He is going to be one of the leaders on the diamond, and he's going to have to. They're going to have to rely on his arm, as uh, yeah. He's he's as watching his uh, warm-ups today. Everyone wants to try and get back into mid-season form as quickly as possible, obviously, but he's almost. Uh, He's almost forcing it, it seems like. And, yeah, it's early in the game, but he really has been slinging them during warm-ups today. Marion will huddle and do a quick prayer, and now their infield has returned to their positions, and Quinn has stepped into the batter's box early on the mound, and we are ready to go here for the bottom of the first inning. Matt Early, the righty against Jack Quinn, the left-handed hitter for the St. Joe Indians. The wind and delivery. A little high, ball one. So it'll be 1-0 for Quinn. No score here. Bottom of the first in this holy war on the diamond between Marion and St. Joe. St. Joe at the plate. Marion pitching early on the 1-0. High again, 2-0. It's going to be very interesting to see how the left-handed batters do today. I mean, obviously we said in pregame the wind coming straight from the third, uh, I'm sorry, the left field fence straight across the field almost going from third to second base. That curveball could be extra juice on it. And that one is really inside, almost hit Quinn, actually went behind him. And I'll bring up a 3-0 count for Jack Quinn, who had two walks yesterday. Early hole that Early has to dig out of. There you go. You got your puns in early? That, that was not intended. I said it, and I said there's, <laughs> it's like a train. You, you stare it down, there's nothing you can do. It's, Here it's comes the 3-0 pitch for Jack Quinn. Early's delivery, high again, ball four. So Quinn is on with a walk. That's his third already, third base on balls in this young season for the left-handed batter. Quinn drew 17 walks on the JV team two years ago. We actually are providing JV stats because not That's many players played varsity. <laughs> the thing we have. Here's Kyle Tupper at the plate, the senior. And he will pop this one up into short left field. And Marion will make the catch as Ben Mangas comes over to get the out. One away. So Tupper was swinging on that first pitch after... Early threw four balls right out of the gate, so a little bit of surprise there that he didn't make uh, early earn it right away, but thought figured probably he'd get a good pitch. Well, he's building off of a two and three outing yesterday. He wants to keep that going, and a home run too. I mean, go with what you can. Here's Keegan Frick now at the plate. Ball one, as that one was a little low. Frick also had a great outing yesterday. Three for five with two home runs and five RBI in St. Joe's opening day win over Warsaw. One on at first base is Quinn. The delivery. And that's a ball. It's a little outside again on the fastball. 2-0 coming up for Keegan Frick. You can hear that wind swirling as Matt mentioned. Strong winds here today at Ernie Pejakowski Baseball Field at St. Joe Athletic Fields. That one hit to short. Could be a double play opportunity. 6-4. Little low on the throw to first. They pull him off. They got one out at second. But Frick is safe at second. On the fielder's choice out. So it'll be two away and bring Bryce Lesher to the plate.
Really good crowd, it's also worth mentioning. Really good crowd braving the wind and the, the cooler temperatures today at St. Joseph High School's North Athletic Fields here at St. Pat's Park. Lesher, three for four yesterday with a home run and three RBIs in St. Joe's win. He's a left-handed hitter. Swung on and missed. He wanted all of that one. He did. So early gets ahead in the count for the first time here in the first inning. Keegan Frick on at first base. Quick conversation there with the home plate umpire, which I'll pick up in a second after this pitch. 0-1 count. Runner on first. No score in the bottom of the first. Early's delivery. A little high. And it's swung on and hit to left field. Mangus under it. He makes the catch, and that'll do it for the first inning. Four batters. No runs. No hits. One man left on. After one inning of play, no score between St. Joe and Marion. Back after this on Redeemer Radio. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The Golden Rule. When you schedule a financial checkup with Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, our people will be helpful and honest and kind. They will look for ways to save you money, and when your checkup is complete, they will send $150 to Redeemer Radio. For more info, visit NotreDameFCU.com slash elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. In every epic mission, there are different roles to fulfill. This is true of the most important mission, evangelization. While the role you play may change based on your circumstances, we are all called to make Christ known. Redeemer Radio fulfills the role as the external proclaimer of the true, good, and beautiful. But there are other ways to contribute. Donating to Redeemer Radio gives you a chance to be active participants in evangelization, and we need you to help carry out the mission. Welcome back here on Redeemer Radio. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian with you here as we are underway between Marion and St. Joe. No score as we head to the top of the second inning, Matt. Really good just first inning, just testing both teams out. I mean, defensively, it's going to be a challenge keeping an eye on the ball, obviously, with the bright sunlight and with the wind still gusting heavily. But again, just getting back into the groove, getting back into the normal competitive swing of the baseball bat. All right, so it'll be the four, five, and six hitters coming up for the Marion Knights. The pitcher, Matt Early, will lead off, followed by Cameron Bortone, and then Chase Bays, the freshman. Two freshmen coming up in Bortone and Bays. Early, one for two with three walks and three runs scored yesterday. He's the senior. Good first inning on the mound for Jared Kane. Three up, three down with a strikeout. He looked to build on that here in the top of the second. The wind and the pitch from the left-hander. Strike gets the corner. 0-1 count. Here's the pitch. Ooh. High and upstairs. And then after this, after this inning, we will go down to, well, actually, let's, after this pitch, we'll go down to Marie Ashkar in a second. Actually, Marie, we will do that interview after the next inning. I may have screwed that up. So let's, let's plan to do that after the next inning, okay? 
Let's go down to Marie Ashcar right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marie. The Holy War, what are the keys to tonight's victory? Um, well, we got a really young infield, so we got to work a lot on talking and just team chemistry. Um, just got to be communicative and yeah, just got to. Hey, I'm on that. Yeah, we just got to um, work on team chemistry as a whole. Now, what do you guys have to do tonight in order to, or actually you as a junior shortstop, what do you need to do to, in order to have a successful season overall? Uh, got to lead the infield. We got a bunch of young talent in the freshman class. Um, so we got three starting today. Normally we'll have two. We got our first baseman on the bump, Matt. Um, so I got to lead the infield, keep talking, be loud. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Back to you, Anj. All right, thank you very much, Marie. We apologize for that confusion. Uh, headsets aren't working properly, so we are doing uh, like sign language to say um, you're going, and I, I, I meant to go to that. By the way, Early was hit by a pitch, so he's on at first base, so one on for Marion. One correction, there is a uh, pinch runner. I courtesy I, runner. Courtesy runner, sorry, pinch runner. Thank you. Yep. We'll double check his number and get back to you, but it was a hit by pitch. He took it on the left shin. So early got hit, and he will have a courtesy runner for him. Here's a ground ball by Bartone to short, and trouble fielding this one, and this one is going to be thrown to first and not in time. I don't know, Matt, what do you think? That a hit or that we're going to go with an error on that one? That was deep into the pocket. I'm calling that one an error if I'm keeping score, okay. and I am. That's you know He had the, the chance to make the play, and it would have been, I think, a, a close play, but I think he would have gotten the out if he would fielded it cleanly tough break for the infield and it's like we heard during the interview you got to work on those skills and you got to communicate to each other back each other up so an e6 officially so two on no out here for marion the pitch ground ball bunt by panino or excuse me by bays and it can't be fielded and everyone is safe jared kane had trouble fielding the bunt from chase bays and that's an e1 and the bases are loaded nobody out See, this is where we might. Oh, you're going. You're going with the hit on that I, you one. Know, this is this is where you know the experience I have with our minor league affiliate, the South Bend Cubs. All right, I'll know, give it to you. It's you know this is why we always say hang on to these clips. You know, obviously when we have video. That's funny simply though. Simply because I'll say this. I would have. I would have. I'm. I'm going to let you be the official scorer here today, That's Matt. A but I was going to. I was going to give the previous one a hit and that one an error. But we'll go in. Either way, here's a ground ball, line drive, base hit. One run is in. Here comes a second runner. Throw to the plate. Off the mark. Two runs are in. Marion has taken a 2-0 lead. Line drive straight down the third baseline. Really well hit. Great fielding there by St. Joe as well. Keegan Frick making the play and getting it back in. But just off. And again, you saw the wind take it. You know, the catcher for St. Joe, Matt Eck, had to go almost halfway down the first baseline to try and field that infield, um, sorry, that throw from the outfield. Evan Schmindorf with the line drive, two RBI single, and Marion has taken the 2-0 lead. And there you go, right out of the gate, you see that anything can happen in the Holy War. Marion loses 26-12 yesterday. St. Joe rolls to a 12-3 win, but here's Marion out in front, 2-0. It's going to be interesting going back to those that sequence, you know, who keeps the official score and what the books for both teams are going to go with. I know, again, what we use for the, uh, I guess you could say, for the uh, call one way or the other at uh, Four Winds Field and in Meyer Leagues is, does it affect the baseball play? I mean, if basically the error or the trap is, is that affecting completing the play? 
After a trip to the mound, Ricardo Mora at the plate for Marion. That pitch is a little low. Eck Fields throws the third. He's out. Never want to make the first out of the inning at third base, and that's what happens for the Marion Knights. They thought they had an opportunity to get it on the ball on the pitch to the ground, but they aren't unable to as Chase Bays is thrown out at first base. At third base, excuse me. Senior arm there at Matt Eck behind the plate gunning down Chase Bays. Good first out after trying to defensively get out of this inning for St. Joe. Runners, runner on second now, one away. 2-0 Marion. Kane comes off the mound. will look down the runner at second, Schmindorf. Just keeping everyone honest. Schmindorf advancing to second on that play to third. 1-0 count coming up here for Mora. One out here in the second. Contact, but foul ball. They'll bring up a one-on-one count. See, I think you mentioned keeping score on the first time in a long time. I, <laughs> but I had to go back and redo the first inning for both teams because I went straight across. For those that know how to keep score at home, straight across from right to left. Or I'm sorry, from left to right instead of down. So I had Mike Compton hitting in the first, second, and third innings already. <laughs> I had everyone hitting in the first inning. So they, <laughs> I went straight down. That's why you're in the main chair, my friend. <laughs> no, I, I still screwed it up. One and one coming up. Fouled away. And I'll bring up a one and two count. Everybody's knocking off the rust after a year of off time. That's true. So bring up a one and two count, one away here for Marion. Jared Kane on the mound. Runner at second is Schmittendorf. At the plate is Ricardo Mora, the DH and senior for the Mary Knights. Here's the pitch. He lays off of it. It's a ball, a little outside on the off-speed pitch, and a ring up a two and two. Really interesting delivery there by Jared Kane. He was staring down second base until he actually went into his throwing motion. Usually you see a little bit of double check of your catcher before you deliver, but he didn't. Here's the pitch, a little low. So it's going to bring up a full count, three and two. Good eye by Moore at the plate, just looking for his pitches and keeping an eye on that outside one. Three-two pitch, runner at second. Kane staring him down. Now delivers high. That's a walk. Great job there by Ricardo Mora from a one-two count, battling it out to get the walk. Now bring up John Oliver with runners on first and second, one away. Two runs already in in the inning. Oliver coming off a one and two with a base on balls and a run scored yesterday. He'll be looking to build on it just like a lot of his teammates. Oliver, yet another one of those freshmen starting in this game. Third baseman, runners on first and second, one away for Marion. Two runs in here in the top of the second. The pitch is a little low. Eck threatens to throw down to second. Does not as Schwindorf does get back. Schwindorf the hero so far with a two RBI single. It's going to be interesting to see how ambitious Eck gets with trying to keep the runners on first and second with the wind and the weather conditions today. That one's fouled away. Bring up a one and one.
2 nothing. Marion. 1-1 one one coming up. One out. Ground ball to third. Fielded. Throw. Nice scoop up there by the first baseman. Bryce Lesher, and they get the out at first. The runners advance to second and third. Good work all around there. Tupper to Lesher for the out. Good 5-3 play, and that's about as routine as you can get. And that's exactly what St. Joe is going to need. Keeping it focused and just communicating. Lots of, lots of good shouting from all the infield players of where the ball needed to go, where the good play was going to be. Good sequence defensively for the Indians. Back to the top of the order is Mike Compton. Two runs in here in the top of the second. Runners at second and third, two away for the Marion Knights. Kane delivers. That's a strike. That went a little high. One and one. Interesting to see the coaches and the infield players communicating as well as the coaches and the base runners. One and one. This one popped up to left field. Keegan Frick is under it. He makes the catch, and that'll do it. But a very good top of the second inning as Evan Schmittendorf gets two runs in, and Marion has taken the 2-0 lead on St. Joe as we head to the bottom of the second. Quick timeout back after this on Redeemer Radio. Welcome to Tom's Car Care Center. Thanks. I'm here for an oil change. How long do you think it'll take? I need to finish up some work and then stop and pick up lunch somewhere. Well, if you need to work, we have free Wi-Fi here at Tom's Car Care. And our Coffee Spot Cafe has great choices from soups to sandwiches, salads and wraps, and a great place to sit down and enjoy your food. Really? I can do all that here at Tom's Car Care? Sure. You can even run your car through the Waterworks Car Wash after we're done. Wow, what a time saver. Thank you. Tom's Car Care has it all. Tom's Car Care. The Coffee Spot Cafe and the Waterworks Car Wash, located at 3201 Sugar Maple Lane in South Bend. Are you? Welcome back here on Redeemer Radio. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian, as he gets set for the bottom of the second inning, Matt. It's going to be a great check now that we've both had, both teams have had a little bit of some defensive uh, chances to knock the rust off. I keep saying that and I keep talking about the weather, but that's the themes of the game, Ange. I mean, making sure that you keep control of the defensive plays, making sure we keep control of the pitching in the cold temperature and with the wind. But so far, a really good first couple of innings for both St. Joe and Marion. Five hitter Zach Stosky coming up to the plate for St. Joe, coming off a one and four outing yesterday. It'll be for St. Joe in this half inning. Zach Stosky, Frank Panino, and Julian Commanda. Matt Early looking to work off of a good first inning here in the second. Early is on the mound. Stowski is at the plate. Stowski, excuse me, at the plate. 
And we are underway here in the second inning with the pitch. It's high. 1-0. Early's in about as good a position as you can get as a starting pitcher. And I'll finish that thought in a minute or two. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. 1-1. One one. First he's dealing, which is always good. <laughs> he's got the defensive uh, infield to back him up, and he's got a two-run lead. Right now he can just focus on dealing. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed again. One and two. Senior's getting his groove, and that's going to be a dangerous thing for the Indians to fight against. One-two pitch. Stowski just able to swing and hit this one, and it's fouled away. He was behind on that one, but was able to at least get some wood on it and not strike out. Protecting Con the plate. Yeah. Contact, and, you know, it's a good one to swing at. Just way to waste one away by Stosky. One and two coming up here. Two-nothing Marion in the second. The pitch. Way up high over everyone's head. And into the backstop. And it'll be a two and two pitch. I'm resisting the urge to pull that one line from that one baseball movie about where that pitch was, but it was <laughs> way upstairs. It wasn't out it wasn't outside though. Exactly. Well, it was out outside the strike zone. <laughs> By a bunch. <laughs> There's the pitch. Ooh. Just miss hitting the corner. And it'll bring up a full count three and two here for Stosky. Sophomore. Schmidendorf did. He waited. He waited on that because yeah. he wanted that call. It was right on the edge. Here comes the three-two pitch for Matt Early. The wind in the delivery, ground ball fouled away. Again, really good job by Zach Stosky at the plate to waste it away. I mean, just keep Early working. Keep him. And that's the other thing. Sometimes defensively, you got to be mindful of your pitch count, and offensively, you can say, you know what, I may not put it into play. I may not get on base, but I'm wearing my pitcher out. 3-2 pitch coming up again. Early steps off the mound. Early back on the mound now. 3-2. Wind and the delivery. Up high. Stowski draws the walk. And the leadoff batter is on for St. Joe. Frank Panino, the senior shortstop, coming to the plate. 4-4 four for four yesterday with two RBI in St. Joe's opening game win. Not who you wanted at the plate with a runner on. You're hoping for that out so you can at least have clear bases while you face the shortstop for the Tribe. The pitch. Line drive, base hit, opposite field to right field. So Panino now 5 for 5 on the season. And St. Joe's got runners on first and second. Nobody out here in the second. Stosky had to hold up. He might have made a play on third. But that line drive was right about at his head level, and he had to hold up. Otherwise, he was going to get clipped. It is just after 6 p.m. This is 95.7 FM, WRDI, Napanee, Michiana. You're tuned to St. Joseph and Marion Baseball, presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. Julian Commanda at the plate for the Tribe. Designated hitter was 1-3 yesterday. First and second for St. Joe. Nobody out, down 2 nothing. That one a little high. Commander takes it. 1-0. Sun's starting to go down, and extra layers going on for everyone in the stands here 
at Ernie Pajakowski Field. Got a little more brisk. And the wind feels like it's picking up even more. But baseball's back. Baseball is back. And, and that one's high. That's all we need. 2-0. So Kamanda has got a great opportunity here. 2-0 count. Two runners on. Nobody out in the second. St. Joe down, though. 2-0. Matt Early on the mound for Marion here in the Holy War on the Diamond. The pitch by Early. High and outside, 3-0. And Early, who was dealing, as we said earlier, starting to have trouble finding the center of the plate. He's just got to focus on what he can control. I mean, defensively, he has his infield backing him up, but he's got to focus on his job. The pitch just Ooh, got the strike. Kamada had a half step towards first plate. He wasn't sure about that one. So early trying to work out of the deficit here. 3-1 pitch coming up. Two runners on. That one is high, and it's a walk, and the bases are loaded. Nobody out for St. Joe. Down 2-0 here in the second inning. It'll bring up Braden Zielinski, the senior second baseman, one for three with an RBI and a run score yesterday. One of the seniors that St. Joe's going to rely on, and he's got a really good position to be in no outs, bases loaded. He can do some damage here if he puts it in play. The pitch by Early. Strike just at the knees. 0-1 coming up. That's what Early needed there. Just find a groove and work it. I mean, it's interesting to see the players that have the pouches from the football field with warmers and such trying to keep their hands good because the consistency is what Early's going to have to work on. That last one, a little high and up, and that's one and one. Early, the pitch. Swung on and missed. And it'll bring up one and two. And that one was real high. But Zelensky couldn't hang, yeah, he wants hang the, off. He wants that one back, but that was a really that that was a that was he wanted all that, but he's probably gonna want that swing back for sure. Bases loaded, one two pitch coming out. And that one is outside, and it's a ball. Two and two coming up. No outs here. Two nothing Marion. Bottom of the second. Bases loaded for St. Joe. Nobody out. The pitch up high, Ooh. and we got a full count. Three and two. Matt Eck, the catcher, on deck. Really, really good job there by Schmidendorf, the catcher for the Knights, keeping that one in front of him. That could have gotten away, and that could have been ugly. The three-two pitch, ground ball to short. One run will come in. They'll get the out at second. Oh, they did call it. I mean, I thought for a second they were a little slow on getting it to second and thought he was going to be safe. But they do call the runner out at second on the fielder's choice. But a run score and an RBI for Zielinski. Out number one on Kamanda. The St. Joe faithful here not so pleased with that, with that call. But that's exactly what Early and the Knights needed to start digging out. One run score, so it's. Two to one, as you said, Ange, but that's you know just a little bit of defensive momentum to get back into the routine of this. 
So it'll be first and third now for St. Joe as Matt Eck comes to the plate. One run in for St. Joe. 2-1 Marion with one away here in the bottom of the second. Early on the mound. Checks the runner at third and the runner at first. Now delivers. And he gets a strike. Eck, of course, the starting quarterback from the football team. Did not play yesterday. As he gets the start today at catcher. 0-1 pitch coming up with one away. And that one, little high, gets away. Runner coming home. And that's going to be a run scored here for the St. Joe Indians as Frank Panino scores on the wild pitch. That's or pass exactly ball. the kind of base running that St. Joe needed to tie this game up. Runner is already going. May or may not have thrown off Schmidendorf behind the plate for the Knights, but he couldn't glove that cleanly. Went behind him. Easy run scored from third base for Panino. And we are tied now at two, and the runner advances from first to second as well with only one away. So Eck trying to bring him in. That one's high. And will bring up a two-and-one count. So Zelinski on at second base. Eck at the plate. St. Joe has gotten both runs back and have tied the game up at two. One away here in the second inning of the Holy War on the Diamond. The pitch. Eck fouls it off. Out of play. Bring up a two and two coming up. A lot of talk from the St. Joe Indians dugout. Nothing... <laughs> Nothing too crazy, but they're, you know, starting to holler at each other, talking, you know, hey, start hollering this at uh, this defensive player. Lots of communication, lots of energy from the Tribe dugout. Two and two coming up. Here's the pitch by Early. Strike three. Caught him looking. Maddox still needs to get something on the board for himself. Did not play yesterday, but he's still looking for his first in-play ball. Now to bring up Jack Quinn. Walked in the first inning. Two outs, 2-2 two -two in the second, runner on second. Quinn steps out. Now look to reset here. Early the pitch. Fouled away off the press box. We, by the way, are in the stands here tonight with COVID protocols. Not a huge press box by any means here at St. Joe's North Athletic Field, so limited space in there. We're with the real, or the real fans, Anj. We're it's true. <laughs> so it'll be a... 0-1 count. That one's high for early. Well, I did lo I did lose track of the pitch count on this one. Early's pitches are definitely getting up there. Both teams, are, as I said in pregame, are going to have to wa worry about the pitch count because it's going to take more time. It's going to take more pitches to get through the frames. Here's early pitch high. 2-1 coming up. Two outs. Bottom of the second. St. Joe's gotten two runs in here in the second. We're tied at two. 
Runner on second base is Zielinski for St. Joe. Early sets, delivers. High again. Jack Quinn, as patient as it gets, and that's what you want in your leadoff hitter. Had 17 walks as a JV player two years ago. Three on the season already this year. Again, the patience and the keep and the eye on the ball. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Fouled off. And that one will avoid hitting a car. So that's a positive. Check swing, way to foul one off. Did you remember to not park uh, close? I parked far, far away from here <laughs> for that reason. 3-2 pitch coming up. Two outs here in the bottom of the second. Quinn grounds it to first. Quinn with the speed, but they'll flip it over and get the final out. Oh, they're going to say it's a foul ball. Went off his shin, and it's a foul ball. So everyone played that out, but the, the only person that was putting his arms up in the air to say it was a foul ball was the home plate, home plate ump. He's the only one that matters. Well, and that's... It's, he's the only one that matters for the call, but that's exactly what you want from the defensive side. I mean, we already heard from Coach Joe from the Marion Knights. We want our players communicating. We want them learning. That's exactly what we're doing. Early ran over, cover first base, make sure he could cleanly feel the ball. I mean, that's exactly what you want, whether or not it counts. Quinn pops this one up. Early tries to dive for the catch. Can't get it, then throws the first. Oh. No, and now here comes the runner coming home. The plate, the plate. Save. Well, that was a sequence. It was a short little pop-up down the line that might have gone fair, might have gone foul. Early tried to make a diving catch, couldn't do it. Then tried to throw to first, couldn't get the out. The runner, Zielinski, came all the way around from second and then scored on the play. Diving play at home, and the umpire saying he was safe. And Jack Quinn is now at second base on that because he was able to pick up the extra, so a single and then a stolen base is how we're scoring it. I don't know. This, I can't. I don't think it all gets. It wouldn't be a. a it here. wouldn't be a stolen base, but it's definitely a single. Single and advance to second. But either way, I mean, a great outstanding effort there by Early and the defensive squad for the Knights. I mean, it would have been very close to being uh, runner interference almost. I mean, that would have been interesting had they been a little bit closer because it really was just a short little pop up. Probably would have gone foul if he uh, let it go, but. Early wanted to make that out, try and dig his team out. Good effort there all around. Now the next batter line drive, and it's scooped and caught by Chase Bays at second base. Wow, what a play there by Bays. And that'll do it in the second. St. Joe gets three runs back, and they take the 3-2 lead here after two innings in the Holy War on the Diamond. We'll keep it here and let you know that today's broadcast is brought to you by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance, the presenting sponsor for our broadcast of tonight's Holy War matchup between St. Joe and Marion. In fact, Andrew, the presenting sponsor for all our Holy War broadcasts, including softball coming up on April 19th. The Knights of Columbus have been providing valuable financial protection for Catholic families since 1882. Learn more about how Andrew can assist you by visiting andrewweisskofc.com. That was a big play there by Chase Bates, man. That was a huge play. I mean, that's exactly what they needed to really just keep themselves focused three to two lead for the tribe after a second inning where they clawed back I mean this is exactly what we missed about high school baseball 
a lot of the spring sports last year with COVID and with the pandemic. I mean, this is you see these multi-sport athletes, so many guys on both teams that were on the football team, on the basketball team. You know, for some of the guys that were one sport athletes or just focused on baseball, this is the first time that, you know, this season that they're able to really get back and be competitive and do what they love. That was three runs on just two hits for St. Joe. One runner left on base. Meanwhile, for Marion, they had two runs on two hits on two errors with two errors in that first inning or in that second inning as well. So as we head to the top of the third inning, it's 3-2 St. Joe. Want to let you know that Redeemer Radio is a not-for-profit listener-supported Catholic radio station. Our spring share is coming up on April 21st through the 23rd. We hope you will consider making a donation to keep Catholic Radio on the air in Michigan and ensure we can continue to bring you great sports coverage of both Marion and St. Joseph High Schools. You don't have to wait until April 21st to donate. You can go to RedeemerRadio.com slash share to donate. Of course, you can help out our internship program. We have our internship hour, so if you want the money to go in towards the internship program and the additional comments, just put intern hour as well. It'll be the two, three, and four hitters for the Marion Knights here in the third. Henry Singer, Tyler Bortone, and Matt Early. Jared Kane on for his third inning of work. I'd, I'd look for Singer to be uh, aggressive here. He's 0 for 6 now on the season with two Ks. He's going to want to try and get himself out of that slump. The left-hander, Kane, delivers little low, and it's 1-0. Intern's doing a great job here today, braving the cold just like we are. I suppose <laughs> because he told him to, though. There's the pitch. This one was totally optional. Class is officially over for the year. Is it? So uh, it's a football-basketball class, so uh, it was who was able to and who was, who wanted to. I think everyone thought it would be a little warmer, of course. Love Swung that. on and missed on the 2-0. It'll be 2-1 and one coming up for Singer. And there you go. He got into a, a positive position. 2-0 count. Has not gotten a hit yet this season. Was hoping to get a good pitch there. He got a good look at it, but wasn't able to connect. 2-1. and one. Low 3-1 and one coming up. I think for him, you know, whether or not it's connecting, obviously every baseball player wants to drive it deep, get on base, stretch it into a second or, a, you know, a double or a triple. But for him, I think getting on base is going to help out the Knights more than just swinging and chopping at it. 3-1 pitch coming up. That's a strike. 3-2. and two. And that's a good choice. I mean, it's, you know, it's batter's count, 3-1. and one. Why not take a chance at one now? He's got to be careful with the full count. Here's Kane, the lefty, delivering. Fouled off, just tipped by Singer, keeps the play, keeps that bat alive. Looked like he tried to check that swing, but way to waste one there and keep the at-bat alive. 3-2 pitch, no one away, no outs, excuse me, here in the top of the third. 3-2 St. Joe. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. So Singer goes down swinging. As Kane gets the strikeout, he has struck out Singer both times. And it brings up Tyler Bartone, the senior center fielder, flew out to right field his first time at the plate. 
Still a good at-bat, I think, for Singer. I mean, you just got to get back into it. I, I keep saying that. That really is the theme, just getting back into com- competition and, you know, a good at-bat. You know, it, it took eight pitches for Singer to be sat down. Jared Kane is going to have to keep working on that. Uh, looks like a timeout called. You know, and this is the other comment that I had. This is an interesting uh, conversation that he just had with a home plate umpire. Tyler Bortone being told you need to take off the glove. I, f- I forget what the name of the piece of the equipment is. It's basically to protect your hand against tag outs. Because that was the same kind of conversation the home plate umpire had with a Marion player. Because the Marion, or I'm sorry, the St. Joe player had um, that pocket that football players often use to put their uh, warming pads in. First pitch is a strike off speed pitch by Kane. Own one coming up. One away here, top of the third. Kane's delivery, a little high. One and one. Bartone committed to play at Indiana Wesleyan next year. Member of the football team. And this one inside, and it'll bring up a two and one count. Worth mentioning, there is a little bit of activity in the Knights' uh, bullpen. Pardon me, it looks like. I have to double-check. Ooh, we've got the the field glasses. Thank you, Hodge. I brought the binoculars for a reason. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Ground ball to third. Fielded by Tupper. Has some trouble. Throws to first. Runner safe. And the debate begins. (laughs) Were you even watching that one? I was. What do you think? Uh, you know, juggled, and this is juggled by Tupper. I mean, wasn't that much, but would the throw have been on time? I think so. So, again, E5. E5. Again, relying on my experience from Four Winds Field, a lot of it's, there's a lot riding on those hits versus errors, obviously at the ma- minor leagues, but even here. Brings Matt early to the plate. You do the way from Marion to get the runner on first. So one on, one out, one and no count here. Coming up for Matt Early, looking to help himself out, the starting pitcher for the Mary Knights after giving up three runs in the bottom of the second inning. Top of the third, 3-2 St. Joe. Runner is off, and he got a great look, and Bartone basically goes in standing up, decided he was going to slide, and then realized he didn't have to. He really got a good Reed on the left-hander Jared Kane and took off and got the steal easily. Not even close. Really, really good heads-up play by Bortone there. And like you said, really kind of crouched, almost hunched over, but not. He, he didn't commit to the slide. Safe at second. Not very often you can completely read off the left-handed pitcher. And now Kane steps off and walks towards Bortone. I <laughs> wonder if Bortone now in Kane's head a little bit. Henry Singer warming up in the bullpen for the Knights, the junior right-hander. Kane delivers. No, early steps off. Steps out. Interesting. And Kane was in the the windup when it happened. The problem was he was looking back so much at the runner at second base, he wasn't paying attention to realize early had stepped off, which was a good move by early realizing that. (laughs) And here's the pitch now. Ground ball to short. 
Fielded by Panino. Throws to first. A little low. Gets by Lesher and goes back to the backstop. Runners on first and third. And another error. That's an error. And you know what? Early wants that one back, too, because he stumbled when he hit the he hit the bag and then he you know went straight as you do when you don't want to advance but he saw it too late that the ball had gotten away from him, stumbled and he couldn't make a play on second Greg Atkinson the speedster from the football squad going to courtesy run for early first and third for Marion here one away in the third 3-2 St. Joe the batter is Cameron Bartone, the freshman first baseman. Looking to drive in his brother. And Kane will check the runner on at first, Atkinson, who you imagine will be taking off here at any moment with a runner on third base. And this is going to be a dangerous position for the Tribe to be in because now there's a little bit. They've, they've started to pick up on some of the motion that Kane goes through when he starts his delivery. And one of those things is waiting till the last minute to look at his catcher, so... You know, on the one hand, he can stare down first base pretty easily. But on the other hand, he's going to have to be very careful about his motion. First and third, one out. Throws to first. Atkinson is back. Just keeping him honest. Love the accuracy, too. He was able to just a quick snap throw, hardly a look over at first before he sends it over to Bryce Lesher. Good job communication there back and forth. Atkinson takes off. The pitch is a strike. Eck won't even bother throwing. And it'll be second and third as easy steal there of second base by Atkinson who more times than not is going to get the steal anyway because of his speed. And that one even easier based on the situation. So second and third now for Cameron Bortone. Some back out here helping out things a little bit. Here's the pitch. Strike on the corner. 0-2 pitch coming up. One away here in the top of the third. 3-2. St. Joe ahead. Cam Bortone wasn't sure about that one. Bortone, line drive oh. off the glove of Panino. And everyone going to hold where oh, they are. No, they're going to might catch somebody. He's going to throw home. Runner is safe at the plate. Tyler Bortone able to score. So Atkinson actually tried to advance a little too much, and it caused Bartone to take off for home, and it worked out for Marion. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Go figure. Defensively, you, you got to feel for St. Joe. I mean, Panino had him right there, but again, the miscommunication, it was a good throw to home, but you know, just the, kind of the, the, the snap decision of, do I get it to third, do I get it to second? Because Marion would have had two guys standing on third base if... They hadn't, if Tyler hadn't advanced. And again, Tyler, that's some of the experience of the senior. That's some of what Marion, the freshmen, are going to watch this on their tape during the week and say, this is, you know, what would we have done? What should we have done? What's the call in this position? Chase Bays at the plate. That's a strike. We will officially rule that one a single as Cam Bartone's line drive to short. <laughs> Can't blame. Panino for not making the grab. He had to dive for it in the air and just unable to come up with it. It would have been a spectacular catch if he was able to hang on. Now tied at three here in the third. Pitch is high. We got a one and one coming up. So to set the stage here, runners on first and second for Chase Bays, the batter. 
Jared Kane, the pitcher for St. Joe. We're tied at three, top of the third. Bays, the freshman, with Greg Atkinson on at second and Cam Bertone on at first. And that pitch outside, two and one. Worth noting, too, that was Cam Bertone's. That was his first hit of the year. Way to get on for that young man. Did not play yesterday. Bays, ball, and it's going to bring up three and one. Bays had a single in the second inning. I'm backward. I had two and one. You can tell that I'm knocking the rust off myself. <laughs> 3-1 pitch coming up. High drive to center. Quinn under it. Makes the catch. Atkinson tagging up. Atkinson will take third and will bring up first and third on the F.E. Really good hit there. Unfortunately, it was just right at straight center. And that's, you know, something that they're going to look at and say, you know what, that was a great hit, great connection. And, you know, it is. There's something, it, it's dramatic how much the cold and the low humidity is going to affect the carry of the ball. That may have been a home run if we play this game two <laughs> months from now. That's a good point. First and third, Kane tying his shoe, and now Coach Smolinski going to come out to chat with Kane. There is activity in the St. Joe bullpen as well. This year. See if we can spot a number. Is it 15? Maybe. I can't tell. You get the better look than I do. Either way, first and third for Marion here. Tied at three in the top of the third. Matt's got to look through the fence to get <laughs> the look down the to see who that is in the uh, warming up right but short short pop up into center field it's going to drop in Atkinson scores and that's an RBI single for Evan Schmittendorf who now has 3 RBI here today So how about that for Evan Schmittendorf, the freshman catcher in his first Holy War appearance, two for two with three RBIs. Not a bad outing for a freshman, not a bad outing for anybody. And Marion has taken the lead back. They're up 4-3 here in the top of the third. Ryan Bagonia, the junior for the Tribe, is warming up in the bullpen, the right-hander getting loose for St. Joe. I gotta wrangle my scorecard back into some order. <laughs> Wind picking out, sun gone here at St. Joe's North Athletic Fields. First and second, two away here for Marion. As Ricardo Mora steps out, and apparently they're gonna make him take his necklace off.
I don't know if they made him or if the wind was causing um, some interference for him. And that, it could be either way, really. It could have been the wind just causing some problems for him, and it was just getting in the way. Mora with no – he's got, like, the short sleeve looks like the Under Armour <laughs> under his jersey, but my goodness, he's brave in the, the cold. He pops this one up, but it might be in no man's land. In short right field, it's going to drop in for a base hit, and Cam Bartone's going to come in to score. Well, sometimes it just works out. You put the ball in the right place, and that's what happens there for Ricardo Mora, who gets the RBI on the single, and Marion opens up the lead to 5-3 here in the third. Great connection, and again, that would have been interesting to see where that ball goes when it's not as windy and when it's warmer because I think, honestly, that that would have been a really good play by Zach Stosky out there in right field, but as he said, just drops, just it went up there, and the wind caught it, and it just sunk. Schmindorf now at third. Mora at first. The pitch to John Oliver is a ball, 1-0 coming up. So Kane has now given up five runs here in three innings. But a couple errors to start the inning, not helping him out. Here's the pitch. Ground ball, shortstop, Panino Fields throws the second, 6-4, and that'll do it. But Marion comes away with three runs in the inning to take a 5-3 lead. We'll take a timeout. Be back with more of the Holy War on the Diamond, presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus, right after this on Redeemer Radio. Are you feeling sandwiched between caring for aging parents while still raising children? If so, join me, Chris Godfrey, every Monday afternoon at 1230 for my new show, The Sandwich Generation. Every week I'll have conversations with experts and friends on this important calling. Being sandwiched is a great opportunity for growing on our friendship with God. So tune in for good advice and inspiration every Monday afternoon at 1230 or listen anytime at RedeemerRadio.com sandwich. Three runs on two hits and two errors. Two men left on and Marion has regained the lead. They're now up 5-3 as we head to the bottom of the third inning uh, between Marion and St. Joe. Join us April 19th at 5 p.m. for Holy War Softball as St. Joe hosts Marion like every Holy War broadcast on Redeemer Radio, including this one today. It is presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. Marion and St. Joe Softball at 5 p.m. April 19th on Redeemer Radio 95.7. That will be the next time Marion and St. Joe also play each other in baseball. That's why we're broadcasting today's baseball game, because we cannot broadcast both games at the same time. We need that studio element, you know, the live yeah. look-in at the different <laughs> games, softball and baseball. Unfortunately, uh, here on the edge of St. Patrick's Park, there's uh, no signal at all for a video to be able to get good Internet signal, so we were unable to bring you the Facebook Live as we had hoped to originally, but understandable out here in the county that's not going to be the case Matt Early back out for Marion for his third inning of action threw a lot of pitches in that second inning when St. Joe was able to get three runs three four five coming up for the tribe Frick Lesher and Stosky the meat of the order we'll see what Early can do against the strong middle of the tribe batting order for today Frick reached base in the first inning on a fielder's choice. Here's the pitch, low, ball one. 
He was three for five yesterday with two home runs and five RBI. One zero pitch coming up by Early. Frick ground ball to short, and unable to field it. And that's going to be an E six coming up on Henry Singer. I think if he fielded that correctly, he would have gotten him. You don't think so? Boy, that would have been close. That's where you would have loved to see a replay, just because it would have been very, very close if he had fielded it cleanly. I, I, I think I'm going to score that one a hit. Just all right, I, fine. And this is again, it's a snap decision for the for official scores. There's a reason that uh, there's a reason they stay away and they just send the stats down in the paper <laughs> to the coaches after the game. And this, this is how it is. And then. Runner takes off. The throw down to a second. Nine times. Stolen base for Keegan Frick. So runner on second here for St. Joe. Nobody out in the bottom of the third. Early sent that way high. Schmidendorf had to stand tall to get in front of it. Good defensive stop there by the catcher for the Knights. Otherwise, that would have been extra bases. One and oh pitch strike on the inside corner one one ball outside so be a two one pitch runner on second nobody out here Right. Bryce Lesher flew Lesher. out to left in his last time up. The pitch got the inside corner again, two and two. Lesher, the senior, he's being patient. He's being patient because Coach Schmo has said he's one of those guys that will hit home run after home run in BP before games and in practice. He hits for power, and he's looking for a really good pitch. Home run would tie it back up. A good hit would put it back in play. And there it is. But it's right straight away center field. And Marion able to make the catch. Good job there by Tyler Botone for the out. Good connection. But like you said, straight up and straight down. Easy out there. And a ring up Zach Stowski. Stowski walked. Scored a run in the second inning. Not so sure about the song choices. <laughs> Line drive, base hit to left field. They'll hold up the runner at third. So Stowski on with the hit. Frick moves on to third base. And will bring up first and third now for Frank Panino, who is five for five on the season, one for one today with a single and a run scored. It's worth noting when I meant that comment about that certain song that we heard just a moment ago, it seems like that's a little bit too old for this crowd. <laughs> but then again, that's maybe dating myself. First and third for Panino. One away here in the third. You can certainly hear that wind as you listen to us here on Redeemer Radio. The pitch. 
Panino takes it, and it's a strike. 0-1. Eventually, Panino's going to make an out. He's just hoping it won't be here, and he can drive in another run. First and third. 0-1 pitch coming out, one away. And he grounds this one right at the plate. <laughs> that was one of those ones that was real close to potentially being in play, but they'll say it's a foul. It looked like, and it, I think that was what the home plate umpire was calling right away. It went off of his right ankle. It looks like he was, he was, he thought about taking off for first, but that stinger really took him, and then the ump called timeout right away, fouled off the player. 0-2 pitch coming up. Runner takes off from first. They'll throw it down. It's high. He's safe. And a stolen base there by Stowski. Meanwhile, the runner at third stayed put. So bring up now runners at second and third one away here for Panino. And if he can go six for six, he might get two runs and tie this game up as it's 5-3 Marion here in the bottom of the third. Uh-oh. Little oh. conversation now here. Quick check. They're going to look at the ball. I I hear. I didn't lick my fingers. It's, that's what Matt Early yeah. said. <laughs> and now every, they're going to come out and they'll discuss things, both umpires. I see some smiles going on. Umpire asks for the ball. They're going to throw the ball away. See, this is, if you're Matt Early, whether or not you're saying anything, this is where you say, hey, look, man, COVID protocols, you can't get too close to check the ball. <laughs> One and two coming up here for Panino. Interesting One conversation out. there. Runner on second and third. Here's the pitch. Fouled away. As Panino keeps the at-bat alive. See, Panino and Early both know that Panino's going to be swinging for an in-play ball because even a fly-out at this point would score one if it's in the right spot of the field. The 1-2 pitch. Outside 2-2. Two and two. Five three, Marion up by two here in the bottom of the third. Holy War on the diamond. Runners on second and third for St. Joe as they threaten. Panino at the plate. The two two pitch, high. He will hit this one to center. This will be enough to bring the run in. Sack fly for Panino, which means he still hasn't made an out technically on the season, and that's an RBI as. The run comes in to score. Keegan Frick scores, and it's now 5-4. St. Joe within one. Really good at-bat by the senior, Panino, keeping his no-out streak alive. Like you said, a fly-out, really good RBI, though, to get the try back within one. Stowski stayed at second on that play. So there's two away, runner on second. 5-4 is the score. Marion up by one here in the third. Brings up Julian Commanda, who walked in his first at-bat. Ball was low, 1-0. Early delivers. Strike on the corner. And bring up a 1-1 one one here.
The pitch. Fouled Ooh. away. Hits the fence in front of the Marion dugout. More than a couple players, and it's worth noting a couple coaches jump back too. <laughs> well, that fence is not very high down there yeah. if you're not in the actual dugout part. <laughs> yeah, and the junior commander, he's got he's got some power. He's got some quiet power that he can turn loose on this ball if he gets a good look at it. 1-2 pitch with two away coming up here. Runner at second. Early delivers. Commanda takes the pitch, and Schmidendorf can't handle it. Runner heads the third. And he slips, and luckily Ooh. Stowski is able to get back, but hopefully he's okay. He came up gimp, and it looked like he slipped either on or right next to home plate. So he's gonna they call time, and he's going to walk it out. I'm going to double check if he's all right. Give him a second to see if he's okay on that ankle. He thought about it. He really thought about taking a, a crack at home plate, but Schmidendorf able to find the ball and glove it. Looks like Stowski will stay in. So he's on at third. It'll be a 2-2 pitch, two away. St. Joe down 5-4 here in the bottom of the third, looking to tie it up. Julian Commanda at the plate. Early's pitch, high, and it'll bring up a 3-2 and two count with two away. I don't know if it got colder or windier, sun is gone, or if it's just a matter of time. Come on, it grounds to third, fielded, throws to first. They got him. Ooh. Thought for a second he pulled him off, but the umpire says they got him. So John Oliver to Cameron Bartone ends the inning. St. Joe gets one back, but they're still down 5-4. We head to the top of the fourth right after this on Redeemer Radio. I'm Knights of Columbus insurance agent Andrew Weiss. The Knights have been providing valuable financial protection for Catholic families since 1882. To this day, we remain strictly committed to investing your money according to Catholic, moral, and ethical principles as laid out by the USCCB. We proudly reinvest the profits from our financial programs back into the church and charitable efforts like Redeemer Radio. Discover the Catholic difference of doing business with the Knights of Columbus by calling me, Andrew Weiss, at 574-274-6929 or look for me in the back of your parish bulletin. Getting ready for the start of the top of the fourth inning. St. Joe trailing 5-4 as Marion will come to the plate. High-scoring affair here, Matt, on this very chilly day. Surprisingly, the bats are working out well. Yeah, and it's good to see both teams. I mean, again, rivalry game. There's a lot of talk and a lot of, uh, of, of encouragement and enthusiasm in both dugouts, as I've said. There was a lot of chirping. From the St. Joe dugout, they just about every single St. Joe player and fan here really thought that Bartone had pulled off first base at the end of that inning. I think it would have been a very close play, but umpire right there, and Marion able to preserve the lead 5-4, and it is getting a little bit colder. I think it's, you know, the there's 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 a sweet spot, or maybe not a sweet spot, because you really don't want to sell coffee and hot chocolate at a ballpark. Because you think ballpark and summertime, and that's really what you're after. But I think today would have been a very good hot chocolate day for the fans here in the stands. Uh, well, it's a good uh, I've got a blanket day for me now. It'll be the top of the order for Marion. Mike Compton, Henry Singer, and Tyler Bortone. Compton is 0 for 2 on the day. I, I presume you don't have a, 
a, a blanket for your fearless uh, color nope. analyst today, do you? No. Uh, you you, you could have brought your own. I could have. It's your responsibility. A tactical error you're, that I will be regretting for some time. You're a grown man. <laughs> Here's the pitch. My wife would disagree with that assessment, but that's another story. <laughs> Ball. Or strike, they call it. 0 oh and 1. Oh 1 pitch coming up here. Marion leading 5 4, looking to attack on some insurance runs. Off speed strike. Nice pitch there by Kane. I bring up a 1 and 1. Kane still dealing. Both teams still sticking with their starting pitchers. Both teams working pitchers in the dugouts. And this is, or I'm sorry, in the, the bullpen. And that's something they got to be careful of. Kane's pitch. Simply because you don't want to overwork a player. Sure. Especially as cold as it is. Because, I mean, you know, pitch count only uh, starts up when you're on the field. But on the other hand, if you have pitchers throwing warm-up basically for two or three half innings, got to be mindful of the wear and tear on these hardworking young men. After 0-2 start, Two straight balls, and it'll bring up a 2-2 count now. You don't have gloves either? Dangerous maneuver. 2-2. <laughs> Ground ball by Singer, fouled away. Coach Joe Turnock picks it up for Marion. I can't wear gloves. I mean, it's even when, you know, Notre Dame football or, you know, if I'm working outside for production like we do, just – I'll suffer through it so I can hang on to my pencil or, or the camera or whatever I'm working because otherwise I just get fumbly. Here's the pitch. Ground ball to third. Fielded by Tupper. Fires over. He's got it. Nice 5-3 play on that one by Kyle Tupper to Bryce Lesher for the out. One away. Henry Singer at the plate. 0 for 2 today with two strikeouts. 0 for 7 now on the season, so he's looking for a hit. Yeah. Compton and Singer are trending in the right direction. And by that I mean their first couple at-bats were quick one-and-dones. But both of them are stretching out, looking for their pitch, looking for a good opportunity to put the ball in play. Singer, line drive, Sing base hit, left field. And gets his first hit of the season. And a runner on for Marion here in the fourth. Tyrac plays a big role in underwriting our internship program with high school students from St. Joe and Marion. The students are receiving practical college-level internship experience thanks in large part to the generosity of Tyrac. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Zach Smith going to chat with Kyle Tupper coming up at the end of the next inning, at the end of this half inning. Singer Bartone getting the signals from Coach Joe on the third base line. One out, one on. Tyler Bartone at the plate. 0 for 2 here today. Ground ball, left side. Foul. Foul ball. Nearly got it down the line, but it was just foul. Great effort there by Tupper. Coming over, trying to stop it. I mean, it would. It was one of those, like you said, really close. It's good to see the infield really working at chasing down those defensive balls and keeping them in front of them. 
Here's the pitch by Kane. Strike on the corner. 0-2 count coming up. For Tyler Bartone with a runner on first. Henry Singer. 5-4. Marion up by one. Looking to add to it here in the top of the fourth. Holy War on the diamond. St. Joe 1-0. Marion 0-1. Here's the pitch. Runner on the move. Ground ball. Shortstop. He'll have to throw to first. And he'll get Bartone at first. Great effort there by Frank Panino to get the man at first. And Singer able to avoid the out at second as he took off on the pitch. Great effort there to advance the runner. Again, looking for the insurance runs. He, I think I forget which coach said it or which player said it. You know, you just need one to win. Everything else is for ego. <laughs> Marion has their one. They're just looking to keep it alive and play some good defense on the other side. The way this is going, though, you're going to need a lot more than exactly. just a one. Matt Early going to try to help himself out. The pitcher at the plate with a runner at second, two away here in the fourth. That went a little low, 0-1. Early hit by a pitch in the second inning, then reached on an error in the third. I would say he scored both times, but he had a courtesy runner in his place. So the courtesy runner scored both times. <laughs> exactly. Greg Atkinson. Tip the hat also to Henry Singer at second base. He took an extra couple of steps there just to keep the tribe catcher on his toes. Matt Eck. Making sure that Matt Eck was keeping honest with that, too. 1-0 as Kane delivers. Left-hander a little outside on the pitch. Again, Marion on all-righty lineup against this left-handed pitching, Jared Kane. Ground ball, shortstop, that's a base hit. Runner's going to round third. He's going to look to come home. Frick can't handle it. And that's a run scored in 6-4. RBI single here by Matt Early, helping his cause out. And Marion moves ahead by two as Henry Singer scores. And right courtesy runner going to come in for Early now. Really good gapper in between third base and shortstop. And now it looks like there's going to be a conversation with... Tribe shortstop, Frank Panino. He came up a little gimpy on that one. He dove for it, and he just kind of stayed down, and I don't know if that was out of frustration. It looks like. He's going to run it off a little bit to make sure he's okay. That's the other thing. I mean, I hate to keep bringing it up, but we're suffering. I shouldn't say suffering. We're enjoying baseball again outside. But, you know, as cold as it is, tendency for muscles to cramp up and seize up. I mean, you really got to stay loose defensively. He'll stay in the game. I feel like my muscles have uh, cramped up. Or that's the numbness. Well, and see, and that's the tricky part. I mean, <laughs> it's numb, and then you got to shove your muscles into you know production to chase down balls and stuff, and suddenly you realize they're tight. Here's Cambar Tone at the plate. Swung on a miss. Strike one. Atkinson on for... Early at first base now, going to be the courtesy runner. Camboard Tone, the St. Matthew Cathedral School product. Wanted all that one. He's one for two today. Reached on an error and got a single. Has scored twice. That pitch. 
off the mark, and we got a one-on-one -on -one count here. Two away, top of the fourth. Marion leading St. Joe 6-4. Runner on first is Atkinson. The freshman, Cam Bortone, at the plate. Jared Kane, the pitcher for St. Joe, winds and delivers. Atkinson takes off. X throw to first, or second. Not in time, and Atkinson gets another stolen base. Atkinson, good. I was going to say the speedster is going to make him pay, especially on a windy day like this. He can take an extra step with those, you know, I mean, there's a reason that he's one of the tallest guys, and there's a reason he was such an impactful player on the baseball or basketball team, excuse me. Football. Football, sorry. <laughs> I mean, he's just one or two strides ahead of the other uh, players on the field, so he's a very dangerous base runner, as Eck is finding out the hard way. 2-1. And Barton with a single. They're going to wave Atkinson home. Frick's going to throw. The plate, the plate. Relay. Safe. Man, Atkinson is fast. I don't think anyone else would have been safe at the plate. Atkinson beats the tag home. St. Joe fans didn't like the call. That's about as close as you can get. Again, it's one of those bang-bang plays. I think the call by the umpire was he didn't get the hand down. It came down on the, the top of the hat, it looked like, for Atkinson. He just couldn't get it down in time before his foot touched home plate. So that makes it 7-4 here in the fourth. And it looks like we might be getting a pitching change. I was going to say whether or not you know you could talk about the strategy of changing out the baseball or I'm sorry about the the pitcher and all that. Pitch count is something that we got to be mindful of especially in the cold weather so I don't know we haven't been keeping track of the pitch count but you gotta feel as though Jared Kane was getting there and oh, he's, he's pitched a lot here in four innings and he'll come out of the game yeah getting a well-deserved round of applause lots of high fives from his teammates he's put in some good work it's just you know defensively one two I count at least Three errors committed by the St. Joe defense, and again, we can have the <laughs> we can have the debate about errors versus hits. But you know, there have been definitely some juggled uh, fielding opportunities that the tribe has given up. So Brian Begonia, Jr., right-hander, coming into pitch now for St. Joe. He'll take his time warming up again. You got to wonder how many he's throwing as I'm taking a look back at the Marion bullpen as well. Henry Singer is going to get back to work. It'll be interesting to see if we uh, have Matt Early back or if they go straight to Singer in their half of the inning. They'll come back defensively top of the fifth. So Brian Begonia warming up now with Marion ahead 7-4 here in the fourth inning. Camber Tone on at first base after that RBI single. He's now two for two on the day. And Chase Bays steps in. One for two this afternoon, has a single and a fly out to center. Zach Stowski has to hustle to get back to right field. I'm not sure Brian Begonia realized that Stowski wasn't back over there. Here's the pitch. Bartone takes off. Well, he faked like he was, and he's back to first. 
Cam thought about it, I'll tell you. He's enjoying <laughs> watching him with Lesher. Lesher, the senior, kind of laughing because uh, Cam Bortone kind of lost his footing. Here's the pitch. And he's doing it. He, I, I don't know if he's keeping him honest or, or, or mess or playing around with him or messing around with him, but uh, what? It's Lesher's having a laugh. Lesher, a good 10 to 12 inches taller than Bortone <laughs> at first base. The freshman, like. the like senior. Looks like he's swallow him, and now Begonia almost picks him <laughs> off at first. So now Begonia going to play with Bortone a little bit. Hey, it's a healthy rivalry, right? Exactly. 2 0 count, meanwhile, coming up here as Begonia's first two pitch have been balls. The 2 0. Eck checks the runner at first. He's safe. That was a strike on the pitch. Going to bring up two and one with two outs. Cam Bortone, I had the, the good fortune to be one of his teachers at St. Matt's last year, and he's just he's just a great kid. He's just one of those kids that wants to make everyone smile. Great team player, really athletic, involved in the football team and uh, the baseball team at St. Matt's. I I got to say, that's pretty gutsy of him. He's He's, he's got... The junior Begonia, he's got the senior Lesher, and he's got Eck behind the plate that he's working on. Line drive out, and that'll do it for the top of the fourth. But the score now seven to four here, as Marion gets two more runs in the inning. Zach Smith is going to stand by and get Kyle Tupper here momentarily. Team huddle right now as we head to the. Bottom of the fourth and an opportunity for St. Joe to try to get back in this one. A lot of fired up guys on St. Joe. Couldn't hear everything in that huddle, but it was basically like, hey, still a young game, still a close game. All right, let's go down. Turn down the interview. Turn down the interview. That's a first. <laughs> All right. He's focused, you know, and that's that's kind of going with what I was saying. Coming out of that huddle, I mean, they're down three, but they know it's still anybody's game. I mean, we've seen, you know, offense is coming in, in fits and starts here, but it is coming. And once the bats of the tribe get into a groove, they're going to want to keep it going. Didn't anticipate that one. Maybe Zach Smith will work on trying to get somebody else. <laughs> I was like, ah, no, nah, maybe not. Coach Mo did uh, approve of Kyle Tupper. So, all right, let's go down now to to Zach Smith. All right, Andrew, uh, base, you're a football senior formerly, but now we're on the baseball diamond. How's it feel to take on Marion again? Uh, it's exciting, man. Obviously, it's a big game, big rivalry. It's just good to be back here. You know, last year we obviously lost because of COVID, but – it's just good to be back and uh, good to be playing these types of games again. So, Like you said, last year got canceled. This, this game obviously has to mean a lot more coming this year with finally getting a chance to play these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's our senior year, and one of the big things that uh, Coach said, take nothing for granted because you never know when it could end. So games like big games like these against Marion, you know, we're not taking them for granted, and we're going to get after it as best we can every game, especially for this one. What do you guys got to do the rest of the way to come out on top? Just got to keep hitting, man. We put some runs on the board. We uh, tighten up our defense, and uh, we'll see what happens. Appreciate it. Good luck. All right, Zach Smith uh, tapping into his fellow starting offensive lineman, <laughs> Andrew Lamont, who's the starting catcher yesterday. Good work by Zach adjusting there. <laughs> 
getting a good friend to, to just, and he gets the interview there with Andrew Lamont. Not playing today, but uh, had a good day yesterday for St. Joe in the victory as they look to get the comeback here. And now for St. Joe, as we get ready for the bottom of the fourth inning, It'll be Braden Zielinski, Matt Eck, and Jack Quinn. First pitch down low as early back out on the mound for his fourth inning of work. And that pitch is up high. Early has been dealing, and most importantly, he's had some of the defensive plays from his infield and outfield to back him up. So they're going to keep with their strength. They're going to keep with their senior. Another ball, and it'll bring up a 3-0 count coming up. Seven four. There's a strike. Much needed one from Early to avoid the leadoff walk. So bring up a 3-1 count here. Batters count, though. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Braden Zielinski. He's already got one hit today. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw him take a crack at one. Well. Or watch it go by. <laughs> that was when it was way off the plate, and Zielinski will walk. So Zielinski, who had a, reached on a fielder's choice and had a run score, got an RBI back in the second. Now on with a walk here. In the fourth, and it brings up Matt Eck, who struck out looking in the second inning. Eck, the catcher, starting quarterback from the football team, play football next year. And that pitch by Early in the dirt, 1-0. 7-4, Marion ahead by three here in the fourth. Eck, one of five players on the diamond for both teams, still looking for their first hit amongst the starting 18. Nice stat there. That pitch is up high. And a ball. 2-0. So early having trouble finding the strike zone here in the bottom of the fourth. Still ahead, though, by three runs, 7-4. Helped himself out last inning. Runner on at first is Zielinski. The pitch. Act takes the strike on... The 2-0, and it'll bring up 2-1. And, and that's kind of how the inning went uh, for early last time around. I mean, a little rough start, gave up a run, but was able to keep it under control and only faced five Indians, five St. Joe Indians in that last frame. Line drive to short, and we got a double play. Eck, Eck had a line drive. It was caught by the shortstop singer, and he was able to throw to first and double up Zelinski. Wow. Great heads-up play by the I'm sorry, by the Knights. And on the other side, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, the senior Braden Zelinski, yeah, there was a year off, but you should know better. I mean, especially when it's a low line drive like that, be aware of that because he took off running and didn't check it until he was halfway to second, and by then it was way too late. So that's the rare L6-3-DP. And it brings up Jack Quinn. Left-handed batting, center fielder, the junior, starting guard for the basketball team. He grounds the first, fielded by Cam Bartone, who steps on first base, and that'll do it. 
St. Joe unable to get any back in that inning, and after four innings of play, it's 7-4 Marion as we head to the top of the fifth, back after this on Redeemer Radio. St. Joseph High School presents a welcoming atmosphere with compassionate, faithful, and creative students. Hi, my name is Marie Ashkar, and I'm a senior at St. Joe. I've personally been blessed with a variety of leadership opportunities while also being able to participate in both the athletic and arts programs. St. Joe educates students while providing more than 40 clubs, annual school-wide service traditions, and an enduring sense of family and community. That's why our motto this year is Build Family. Visit stjohigh.com and join the St. Joe family today. Hi, it's Andrea Serrani inviting you to listen to The Daily Refill every weekday from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. You'll hear a mix of inspiring conversations and stories from some of the best Catholic content creators in the country. Learn more about the saints, news, spiritual advice, parenting, and much more. So don't miss this chance to keep your spiritual cup full with The Daily Refill, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on Redeemer Radio. It is 7.10 p.m. This is 95.7 FM, WRDI, Napanee, Michigan. You're tuned to St. Joseph and Marion Baseball, presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. As we head to the top of the fifth inning, Marion leading St. Joe 7-4 here. And you just never know what's going to happen in a Holy War battle. St. Joe ranked third in the state entering today, coming off a 12-3 win over Warsaw yesterday. Marion lost 26-12 in their first game yesterday to Northwood and rallying here today in the Holy War. And a good effort here as they head to the top of fifth, trying to get some more insurance runs. 26-12 in a three-and-a-half-hour marathon yesterday. And you got to figure that – how tiring that was but on the other hand they weren't facing the same kind of weather conditions that they have so just a really you know up and down both weather wise and performance wise but like you said still a lot of game to play two full frames left in this holy war on the diamond how did chase bays get out on back in the uh, last inning that was a that's a great question i want to say uh solo to line drive to the second baseman yeah couldn't remember, didn't mark it down. Evan Schmittendorf leading off. He's been the danger player. Two for two with three RBI for the Mary Knights. Not a bad way to debut in the Holy War for the freshman. One and one count now as Brian Begonia on for his second inning of work. Jared Kane went three and two-thirds innings before Begonia came on in relief. Here's Schmindorf with a line drive to left field. Frick can't handle it. It drops in. Schmindorf rounds first, heads for second. The throw to second is dropped at second by Zelinski, and Schmindorf is in to second base. Tough defensive sequence there for the Tribe. The drop ball in left field. There was a play there for sure from Frick, and then the throw into Zelinski couldn't field it cleanly there. He had a shot at getting the out too. Little things like that, that will add up for defensive. So you're going with double error, single and an error, or a double? I, I, I'm going straight double. I'm going, yeah, that's. There was a lot. Plays could have happened, but they were difficult plays. They weren't easy ones. Here's the pitch. And inside, it'll bring, bring up 1-0 for Ricardo Mora. Ooh, now, that now that I've said that, I'm going to be thinking about that one because, this is why. This is why that minor league baseball doesn't want a thing to do with me be keeping score <laughs> officially. <laughs> what do you have, Mora? He had a single last at bat. 
Mora had. Yes, he did. RBI single. He also walked back in the second. 7-4, 2-0 pitch coming up. Marion with a runner on second looking to tack on and maybe double up St. Joe here in the fifth. Mora squares like he's going to bunt, takes the pitch, and it's a strike. Not to highlight weaknesses in the Tribe defense, but I'll tell you what, looking at Frank Pan um, Panino there at shortstop, he's still grabbing his, and he's still working that right thigh, and he's a little bit gimpy there. The pitch swung on and missed. It'll bring up a 2-2 count. Yeah, Panino, the, you know, he, he's been perfect at the plate this year, so I think he really wants to stay in the game, and St. Joe's hoping to really keep him in the game, but you're right, he is definitely uh, limping quite a bit at shortstop. Tough position to be playing yeah. when you're not 100%. 2-2 pitch coming up for Begonia. The pitch fouled away That's to the backstop. I'd argue a tough position just about any time, but especially, I mean, like you said, cold and holy war, he's going to try and muscle through it. Well, I mean, tough to play shortstop yeah. with that is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah. be able to get away with playing first base. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Lesher that. 2-2 pitch coming up. In the dirt, and it'll bring up a three and two. Begonia having to work for it here. Good stop by Matt Eck on that pitch as it was it was well short of the plate, and Eck protecting it, making sure that the runner could not advance to third. Ricardo Mora at the plate. Takes the strike. Caught looking. One away here in the fifth. Mora hesitated there. He wasn't sure about it, but I think that was mostly because it was a full count that he had worked. Good pitch there by Begonia. Action in the Tribe bullpen, but they're wearing uh, sweatshirts. Not sure if they're just keeping loose or if they're warming up to relieve Begonia just yet, but you got to think they got to be thinking defensively and competitively in a close game. 7-4 the score, fifth inning. There's the pitch. I can't handle this one, and runner is going to advance to third is Schmittendorf. So Eck did a nice job handling things in the last sequence, but that one wasn't able to get it. Tough pitch either way. You're not scoring that a pass ball. You're scoring that. No, it's still a wild pitch. Yeah, yeah. That one I have not really been keeping too much tabs on. Yeah, but uh, well, it's but, been it's been a pretty clean game yeah. behind the kit. I mean, both Eck and Schmittendorf are really working hard to back up their pitchers. I'll tell you what, little early, but Evan Schmittendorf, if this one holds the way it is, got to be a leading contender for our Tony Letcher Health Markets Play of the Game. Here's the pitch on the 2-0, low. And it'll bring up a 3-0 count here for John Oliver. Another freshman, one of four in the starting lineup for the Marion Knights. 3-0 pitch. She gets the strike on the corner, and Begonia looking to crawl back into this count. It'll bring a 3-1, one away, fifth inning. Marion ahead 7-4, runner on third for Oliver. The pitch by Begonia. Oliver takes another strike. Ooh. Oliver 0 for 2 today. Grounded out 
both times. Caught the outside of that strike zone exactly where Begonia wanted it. 3-2 pitch. Ground ball to short. Infield in. Panino throws the first, gets the out. Runner not able to score. So St. Joe brings the infield in. It works to their advantage, and they get the out. Good heads-up play there by Panino. The senior stares down third base, making sure that Schmindorf isn't going to go anywhere. Keeping the freshman honest and then getting the easy out at first base. Good heads-up play there by Panino. He's he's still nursing that leg, but he's still in this game. Brings up the top of the order, Mike Compton, 0 for 3 today. Two ground outs and a fly out. On the season, he's 0 for 6. So Marion's top first two hitters on the season are one for 13, yet they're ahead 7-4 in the fifth. <laughs> They'll take it. They'll take it for sure. You get those guys going, you really got to take it. Compton wants to rip it. He wants to rip deep, try and get himself back into this game he's offensively. Got, he's got a good opportunity now with a 2-0 pitch coming up. He pops it up. It could be a no-man's land. Now it's going to go to right field. And the catch is made by Zach Stowski, and that'll do it here in the fifth inning. No runs in. Good inning there by Pagonia, and that'll do it for the top half of the fifth. We head to the bottom of the fifth with St. Joe trailing Marion 7-4 back after this on Redeemer Radio. Being a part of the Marion family is an experience that will set you up for success, help you grow in your faith, and make unforgettable memories. My name is Veronica Campos, and I'm a senior at Marion High School. Marion has helped me reach my academic goals in many ways. I'm on track to have a semester worth of college credits when I graduate. Plus, we have a ton of rewarding extracurriculars. At Marion, we learn with humility, serve with compassion, and lead with integrity. Learn more at marionhs.org. Go Knights! Welcome back here on Redeemer Radio as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning with the score 7-4. St. Joe down by three, trying to get back in this one here in this inning. You can hear that wind really picking up here between Marion and St. Joe here at Ernie Pedzikowski Field. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has become the bank of choice for great many Catholic parishes and schools in our listening area. This year, Notre Dame FCU will once again provide hundreds of thousands of dollars to support these partners including another 70000 for the Marion Knights. Does your bank do that? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, you're a share of values. Why not share our benefits? Got a new pitcher here for the Marion Knights. Henry Singer, the junior right-hander, takes the mound here in the top of the fifth. I'm sorry, bottom of the fifth. So Matt Early... Went four full innings for the Marion Knights in line for the victory. Gave up five, gave up four runs, but really it was a pretty gutty effort for Early, keeping his team in the game throughout. And really he helped himself out quite a bit at the plate as well. It'd be interesting going back. I mean, we've had the debate, e, you know, E versus H for our scoring, but, you know, the, the the important stat, this is the first time that Matt Early has given up a run in two seasons. Early has moved to first base and will remain in the game. 
Singer was playing shortstop. A couple of defensive changes trying to preserve the three-run lead for the Chase Knights. Chase Bays now at shortstop. Yep. Who's at second? Looks like... That number looks seven? Like, uh, is it seven? Yep, that look, Kellen Demkovich, the junior right-hander, is going to be at second base now. I assume that means Cam Bartone is out of the game. Unless he has shifted to yet another position out there. Yeah. These are the problems when you're not in the press box. <laughs> Harder to keep track of those things. Cam Bortone is in left field now. Ah. Hands up. There you go. <laughs> he Bortone goes to left. Who was in left? Bortone is in left field. Well, Ben Mongus was in left. So I wonder if Tyler Bortone is in center field. I'm assuming this means Ricardo Mora is no longer playing DH. Or no, Mora's probably the DH now in for the pitcher. Okay, that's what they did. Mongus came out and no, Singer's still in the game. And Mike and Compton. Mike Compton's in right field for the Tribe. Correct. I think we got it on that. My scorebook looks nutty. The best ones do. They always do. Wow. That So what was that, like six position changes? At least, in this yeah. By the way, 0-1 pitch coming up. Kyle Tupper at the plate. Declined our interview last inning. He's focused. He's, He's focused, focused. on. <laughs> He's trying to rally his team. There you go. 1-1. One, one. Tupper's hoping he's the player of the game at the end of the day, rallying his team to victory and get, does the interview at the end. 0 for 2 for the day, though, right now, according to my count. So he's got some work to do. They're down three runs, so they, they, need, they need some work. 2-1 coming up here for Singer. Pitch. Fly ball, right field. Compton under it, makes the catch. One away. Good connection there, but again, straight to right field. Even with the wind helping him out and shifting it around a little bit. Straight up, straight down. And Frick at the plate, hoping to build on his pretty good day so far. One out. Frick lines it back. Frick. One for two with a single, stolen base, and a run scored. Trying to get St. Joe back in this year. Two, three, and four batters, but already one down as Singer winds and delivers. Nice curveball, but just off, and it's one and one. Thanks for joining us here on Redeemer Radio 95.7 for the Holy War on the Diamond, presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. Big swing and a big miss. One and two. Frick had two home runs last night, hoping to get one right here. 
but really just trying to get on base. Curveball, beautiful. Ooh. Caught him looking. Singer's been dealing early. Whew. That was a nasty That pick. was, uh, boy, welcome to the curveball club, kids. They got jackets made. <laughs> you bring that stuff in the fifth inning of the Holy War when it's this cold. Yeah. That'll throw some guys off because early was not throwing that. Yeah. Early was bringing the heat. Really good job there by the junior on the mound for the Knights. Bryce Lesher now at the plate. And he'll ground the first. Early will field. Step on the bag. Three up, three down for the St. Joe Indians in the bottom of the fifth. So Marion holding on to the 7-4 lead as we head to the top of the sixth inning. Back after this on Redeemer Radio. I'm Knights of Columbus insurance agent Andrew Weiss, and I'm proud to support the Holy War battles here on Redeemer Radio. The Knights of Columbus have been providing valuable financial protection for Catholic families since 1882. We remain strictly committed to investing your money with Catholic, moral, and ethical principles, and we proudly reinvest the profits from our financial programs back into the church and charitable efforts. Discover the Catholic difference of doing business with the Knights of Columbus. Visit andrewweisskofc.com or look for me on the back of your parish bulletin. St. Joseph Catholic. Welcome back here on Redeemer Radio. Angel DiCarlo, Matt Florian. We've got Zach Smith, Marie Ashkar as well. Marion leading St. Joe 7-4 as we head to the top of the sixth inning, Matt. Great outing so far. I mean, it's cold, it's windy, but you know what? Baseball is back, and both these teams are bringing it. I mean, in between innings and in between frames, we're seeing – a lot of the teams in both dugouts, I mean, a lot of the players, I should say, both dugouts, Marion was just about ready to have their own dance party <laughs> in between last inning and this. They're fired up. They know they've got a three-run lead, but St. Joe is dangerous, and they can come back. So it's a lot closer than a three-run game. It definitely feels a lot closer than the scoreboard indicates. Well, you know, they often say in baseball, the guy who uh... – Looked really good on defense, he often leads off the next inning. Well, that's the case. Henry Singer, uh, outstanding in his first inning of relief. Three up, three down in the fifth inning. Will lead off here in the sixth for the Marionites. It'll be Singer, Bartone, and Matt Early. Singer on the day, one for three. Got his first hit of the day in the fourth. This game's really turned around for him. Yeah. <laughs> his first, season. First hit of the season, too. I mean, and that's exactly what he – you know, he's got confidence going on right now. He's got all the positive energy because he started off with two strikeouts, then got a hit, and then has been dealing defensively for the Knights. Let's see what he does. Begonia on Ooh. for his third inning of relief. Nearly wore that one. He's thrown one and one-third officially. Came on for the final out of the fourth inning. One and oh, as Matt mentions, that ball was way inside. Singer on the one-o pitch, fouls it off. Left side, and it'll bring up a one-and-one. Nearly snagged there by Coach Joe on third baseline in the coach's box. Joe Turnack has been coaching Marion since 2013. 93 career wins for him. The pitch, off speed, and a strike. One and two. Nice hook on that one. Yeah. Begonia saying, oh, you can throw the curve. Let's see what you – how about this one? <laughs> Here comes the one-two pitch by Begonia to Singer. In the dirt, Singer avoids it, and it'll bring up two and two. Seven-four 
is the score. Marion up by three here in the sixth. Top of the sixth. The pitch. Singer chases one high and hits one to second base, and it's caught there by Brayden Zielinski, one away. I gotta quit making these weird baseball fan noises, but that I I, I think he he's gonna want that one back, and I think he's gonna hear from it his coaches on that one because, like you said, he chased that one all the way upstairs. Yeah, that, was, that was high, no question about that. Brings up Tyler Bartone, 0 for three in the day. Flown out in the first, reached on an E5 in the third, then scored after a stolen base, and then grounded out in the fourth. Takes ball one. One out here in the sixth inning. Marion up 7-4. Ground ball to short. Panino fields, throws the first. Nice scoop by Lesher for the out. Great effort there. Lesher from his right knee had to stretch and scoop that one. Outstanding effort to extend it. Make sure he had contact on that bag. Two up, two down for the Tribe defensively. Matt Early coming to the plate, now playing first base. Did a good job on the mound for the Marion Knights. Three at-bats, was hit by a pitch, reached on an error, and got a single. Does have one RBI and has scored three times. So he really helped himself out. He's the different. <laughs> the amount of times he's scored has, uh, well, again, Atkinson has scored. They've used that, that advantage of, you know, courtesy runner to get Atkinson every time that Early's gotten on, on base. Can't do that anymore. As Early pops this one up, he won't reach base this time unless it's an error. It's caught in right field by Zach Southsey. And three up, three down there. And that'll do it for the top of the six. St. Joe got six outs to go. They need to get some runs as we head to the bottom of the six. Back after this on Redeemer Radio. St. Joseph Catholic Church and St. Joseph Grade School in South Bend are proud to support Redeemer Radio and joyfully presenting our Catholic faith to listeners. Founded in 1853 by Holy Cross Father Edward Soren, St. Joseph Parish is a vibrant community of faith in the heart of South Bend. We are committed to serving our community with worship, service, and education in order to make God known, loved, and served. Learn more at stjoeparish.com or stjosephgradeschool.com. Special thanks to Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance, presenting sponsor for our broadcast of tonight's Holy War matchup between St. Joe and Marion. In fact, Andrew Weiss, the presenting sponsor for all our Holy War broadcasts, including softball, coming up on April 19th. The Knights of Columbus have been providing valuable financial protection for Catholic families since 1882. Learn more about how Andrew can assist you by visiting andrewweisskofc.com. Redeemer Radio is a nonprofit, listener-supported Catholic radio station. Our spring share-a-thon coming up on April 21st through the 23rd. We hope you will consider making a donation to keep Catholic radio on the air in Michiana and ensure we can continue to bring you great sports coverage of both Marion and St. Joseph High Schools. Don't have to wait until April 21st to donate. Just go to RedeemerRadio.com slash right now. All right, we head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Henry Singer 
on for his second inning of relief work. Was really effective in the last inning. Three up, three down. And now he's uh, hoping to do that again. Zach Stowski, Frank Panino, and Julian Kamanda for the St. Joe Indians here in the sixth. Down 7-4. Trying to get three runs back and get back in this one. Stosky yet to record a hit today. He reached on base on balls and then, no, I'm sorry, he was uh, one for two. Yeah, yep. he had a single. Well, one for one officially. Yeah. I was, yeah. With a walk. So he's actually reached base two times, scored in the second on that walk, and then got a single. So just ignore everything I say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Singer's pitch low, a ball, and it's 1-0. Be interesting to see. Pinino is standing in um, what effectively is the warm-up spot here at St. Joe Field. Not a true on-deck circle. Not quite, no, but it's... It's a a square turf. Yeah. (laughs) This will be his first at-bat since he tweaked that leg a couple of innings ago. We'll see how he performs at the plate. He's been doing very well defensively despite that tweak. Stowski fouls it off. And will bring up a one-and-two count. If Stowski can get on base for Panino, that could be a sign of good things here for St. Joe. Panino, as Matt mentioned, one for one today, has a run scored, also has an RBI and a sack fly on the season. He's five for five. He's yet to record it now. One-two pitch coming up for Singer against Stowski. Singer winds, delivers, pop up, and this could be headed towards a vehicle. Nope, it's off the shed. Everyone's cars remain safe. (laughs) A lot of uh, risk seekers out there parking in that first row. It's a a decent distance, but, you know, a couple of the foul balls today have really stretched that. You know the only time I was ever willing to park in the front row for baseball? What was that? That's when I worked at WNDU and I had a company vehicle. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) One-two pitch. Ooh. Ball. Nice hook by Singer, but they say it was a little high. They'll bring up a two-and-two. Again, Schmidendorf kind of has it dated, held it there, framed it real nice. Home plate umpire wasn't having it. Stowski, the sophomore. Avoids that one in the dirt, and it'll bring up a three-two count. Stowski on the season is two for five. The two runs scored. Pretty important at bat for the Tribe if they can get him on base with Pinino coming up. Marion six outs away from closing out a Holy War victory. The pitch. Stowski fouls it off. Got a lot of good contact, but pulled that one almost onto the softball diamond. Line drive well out of bounds and well out of play. Out of play, yeah. (laughs) Boy, Mike, the cold is affecting... A lot of things here. Goodness gracious. 3-2 pitch. Line drive. Base hit down the left field line. Just got it in play. And Stowski's on board, and it brings up Panino. Great at-bat there for Zach Stowski, the sophomore. And a really good adjustment there. You know, it was almost the same pitch that was delivered by Singer. And, you know, and all that... He, all that he needed to do was just correct it, and it was the same kind of swing, same kind of down the third uh, third baseline. But, again, just a really good rip to get the Tribe where they need, a man on and Panino coming up. Now, Panino's having a chat with his coach, and it looks like Marion might be having a powwow at the mound as well, socially distanced, of course. 
they are socially distanced on this trip to the to the mound as Joe Turnock comes out to chat things over with his team. The only problem with that is, <laughs> I mean, St. Joe might be able to hear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you listen yeah. closely, you might actually be able to hear what he's saying. Well, that's and that's the funny comment that I was going to make earlier. You know, some of the players are still out of habit. They have the mask on that they pull when they, you know when the catcher goes to talk, or you know, but you know they're still even with the mask raising their gloves and covering their faces. Good point. I guess you wouldn't have to in that situation. Didn't think of that. Panino at the plate. It's a good habit to have. Stowski at first base. Nobody out here in the bottom of the sixth. St. Joe down seven four. Here's the pitch. Outside. Panino takes. The ball, and it'll bring up a 1-0 count. Seven four, Marion up three. St. Joe trying to get back into this one. Panino, ground ball to short, fielded there. Oh, had a little trouble. They get the out at second. Relay in time, double play, 6-4-3. That was close. That's there's going to be some and <laughs> there's going to be some discussion there. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach John takes a quick. He's he's not going to shout all the way across the uh, diamond. He wants to, but that was that was close. That was close in just about anyone's book. And you know, hey, tip of the hat also to Panino. I mean, sprinting it out even with that leg that he's working. Absolutely no punches pulled when he comes to trying to get on base. Yeah, Coach Smell probably uh, would like to have a conversation there a little bit, but he let the first base uh, coach take care of that one. But that's a tough break for St. Joe, but great work there by Chase Bays, who has moved from second to short, and then also on the turn. Ground ball by Commanda, and this one is going to sneak through the right side, an error as it, unable to feel that ball at third base was John Oliver. Tough break there. Well, I should the, say, I think are we calling that one an error officially? I'm not calling. I wouldn't call that one an error. Okay, I think single. that was It was a hot shot. It, it was, was a hot shot, but I think he wouldn't have made had, he wouldn't have made that play at first base even if he fielded it cleanly. That would have been a very very close one and Commando was sprinting. We'll call that one a, a single. All right. Braden Zelinski at the plate. Two away, one on for St. Joe. Marion now four outs away from a Holy War victory. Also worth mentioning, Commanda's first hit of the night. He reached base on ball and then he flew out, or I'm sorry, grounded out in the third inning. Zelinski had a fielder's choice, then scored and an RBI in the second and then walked in the fourth. Now he skies this one to center field. Marion makes the catch and that'll do it for the sixth inning. We head to the top of the seventh. Marion leading St. Joe 7-4 back after this on Redeemer Radio. This is Leonard DiLorenzo, host of Church Life Today, a production of the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame. On Church Life Today, we talk with pastoral leaders and scholars about some of the most important theological, social, and ministerial issues in the church, digging much deeper than sound bites or hot takes. If that sounds good to you, join us on Mondays at noon or pick up episodes of Church Life Today wherever you get your podcasts or directly at RedeemerRadio.com slash 
Church Life Today. Well, we turn the page to the top of the seventh. Last at-bats for both teams. Unless St. Joe scores three in the bottom of the seventh, then potentially <laughs> we have extra innings. Let's, uh, you know. Both teams. If you're going to come back, score four. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> Seven four as we head to the top of the seventh, and uh, Begonia on for now his fourth inning of relief. Bryant Begonia has done an excellent job. Came in in the fifth inning, or should say third inning of relief. Came in in the fifth inning, recorded the final out, then got all three outs in the sixth. He had three out, three down in the sixth. He is. Absolutely, been dealing right when the I'm tribe sorry, needed. He, yeah, he got he got uh, he gave up a double in the fifth. Then got he's recorded six straight outs. Actually, he's been in for two and a third innings of work. So he's done an excellent job defensively. That's exactly what the tribe needs. They need him to continue on the mound in this final frame, so they can get the bats going in the bottom of the seventh to have a chance at taking round one of the Holy War for this brand new 2021 baseball season. Cameron Bartone, Chase Bays, Evan Schmittendorf for the Marion Knights as they look to extend the lead up already 7-4 here in the seventh. Freshman, freshman, freshman making an impact in this Holy War game. That's what you love to see. I'll tell you, if you're Coach Joe Turnock for the Marion Knights, this is exactly what you want. Development and playing time and some really good just at-bats and defense for these three guys and a lot of the young Marion Knights team. Here's the pitch to Cam Bartone. Ball. Bartone on the night. Two for three. Two runs scored and an RBI. Great way to debut in the Holy War. They'd love to get a runner on for Schmittendorf, who's due up third in this inning. He's three for three today with three RBI. Matt Eck now. Looks like he caught that one on his right. And they're going right to look on. at... His right wrist, yeah, and he's, boy, he's in pain. He doesn't take that mask off. He is grimacing under that mask right now. Coach Schmo going to come out, trainer out as well, to take a look at Matt Eck. Senior quarterback from the football team, had an outstanding career for the St. Joe Indians. Cold day like today, you really just hate to see those stingers because they just stick around so much longer than they would in the warm weather. X going to stay in. I mean, this is the last inning. He's not going to do anything unless he absolutely positively can't. Senior playing in a Holy War game. Yeah, he's 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 sticking it out. He took one warm-up throw and now Bartone back at the plate. 1-0 count coming up. Here's the pitch. Bartone. Bartone goes opposite field, foul ball. That one had a little bit of a slice on it. Looked like it was going to drop into no man's land so that down the right it, field yep. line, but you're right. Uh, the wind and the slice put that one. It kind of looked like my golf swing a little bit. <laughs> your golf swing looks that good. Teach me your secrets. <laughs> that was terrible. One-on-one uh, -on -one coming up. It's also interesting to see Eck. He's kind of he's shifted, even just in that last pitch. He's holding that right hand back a little bit, trying to protect it a little bit. It definitely is still stinging, but he's going to do what he can to stay in and right. support his pitcher. And he holds it there for the strike. Begonia has been fantastic for St. Joe since coming in in relief of Jared Kane.
Here's the pitch. In the dirt, and it'll bring up a two and two count. No out here in the top of the seventh. Marion leading St. Joe 7-4. Marion starting four freshmen. They've made the impact. Here's one of them, Bartone. Hits it to center, and it's caught. Jack Quinn gets the out. One away here in the seventh inning. Good slice there by Bartone, but also a good, good read on that by the defense for the Tribe. Again, just doing the basic things easily. It's a challenging day to play outfield, as windy as it is. Sure. That ball is uh, it's da all. It's dancing all over the place <laughs> yeah. on the way out there. Not exactly sure what it's going to do. Brings up Chase Bays. Pitch. Low and out, low and inside. Bays one for three on the day. Ground out, or got a single in the second inning. Flew out in the third. And a ground out, or a line out, excuse me, to end the fourth. 1-0 pitch. Pops it up. First base side. Lesher under it. Lesher makes the catch. Two away. Two up, two down. That's exactly what the Tribe need, and that's exactly what Begonia is hoping for as he keeps dealing here in the seventh inning. Begonia has now recorded eight straight outs for St. Joe. But here comes the guy who's the only one to get a hit off of him, Evan Schmittendorf, the freshman, three for three with three RBI. Early, Fouls it away. Early candidate for the player of the game in my book. No question. I say early candidate, good grief. <laughs> it's, it's it's late. He was an early candidate. I mentioned him a while ago, so it makes sense. Early, middle, late. All the above. He's been doing an outstanding job, both defensively and offensively, just standing up and getting, keeping the ball in front of him and supporting his pitcher and producing at the plate. That pitch in the dirt, going to bring up a one-on-one -on -one count. Two away here in the top of the seventh. 7-4, Seven Marion ahead. 1-1 one, one pitch coming up. Brian Begonia's done an excellent job on the mound for St. Joe in relief. Here's the pitch. Ground ball to short. Panino fields. Fires the first. In time, that'll do it. And St. Joe now needs a big rally as we head to the bottom of the seventh. Marion looking to hang on and take the Holy War on the diamond. 7-4 is the score. Timeout and back with the bottom of the seventh right after this on Redeemer Radio. As we get older, it's natural to think about what kind of legacy we will leave to those we love. Life in this world is finite, and when we face death, there can be abundant peace in knowing that all we have worked for will help others to become saints. Leave a legacy of evangelization by planning to give a portion of your estate to Redeemer Radio in your will. Your gift will have eternal consequences in the lives of those brought into deeper relationship with Christ because of Redeemer Radio. Well, Brian Pagonia certainly has given his team an opportunity here. Nine straight outs for the St. Joe relief pitcher. And St. Joe down by three runs as they head to their final at-bats. 7-4 the score. Marion leading, looking to close things out here in the Holy War on the Diamond. Presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. Henry Singer in the game once again for his third inning of relief. He's been good as well. It's the top of the order, meanwhile, for the St. Joe Indians. It'll be junior center fielder Jack Quinn, followed by senior third baseman Kyle Tupper. 
and senior left fielder Keegan Frick. Yeah, and you hit it right on the head, Ange. With Singer on the mound, I'm sorry, with, uh, yeah, Singer on the mound, we talked about Begonia and how he's been dealing the last few innings. Singer has recorded seven straight outs of his own. So he's going to have to, you know, maintain that. But I would say the, the, the pressure is entirely on the bats of the Tribe right now. They've got to find four runs to win. They've got to find three runs to keep some extra baseball in our uh, evening. I guess technically, no, no, Commander had a single in there, by the way, last inning. So not quite seven outs in a row. Well, is that where my extra run went? 7-4. <laughs> is our score. Or, um, excuse me, we are not at the top of the order. I was going to say, wait, guy. Right. Yeah, we, Matt Eck. There we go. Sorry. No, Zelensky, that's, that's the guy that I missed. That was, I was, <laughs> Matt Eck is. I was staring at yeah. Quinn in the on-deck circle and missed Eck at the bottom. My bad. So it will be Eck, Quinn, Tupper. Eck battling that little stinger on the hand. Yeah. Caught catching last inning. Takes the pitch, and it's 1-0. Oh. 1-0 pitch. Ground ball. Second base. Fielded. Throws the first early. Whoo, just able to hang on to it for the out. One away. Marion two outs away from taking this one. Good 5-3. Defense for Marion has been outstanding in the second chunk of this ball game. A lot of pressure. They put all the pressure where it needs to be on the batters to really find the, 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 the holes in the defense. Jack Quinn at the plate. Not sure if he called a strike or not. He did call a strike. 0-1. Oh no, he called the ball. Sorry. It was confusion because... <laughs> The ball popped out. Off of Schmittendorf's glove, and the umpire put a hand out to try and get it. It was the strike hand, so they weren't sure themselves. Oh, man. 1-0, Quinn, a deep shot to right field. This one's got some juice. It's off the wall in the corner. Quinn on the hustle, goes to second. He'll hang there, and a double by Jack Quinn has St. Joe in business here in the bottom of the seventh. Hey, Jack Quinn's not the biggest guy in the world, but boy, did he have a lot of pop on he that one. He had it, yeah, and that's exactly where you wanted to hit it for him because, again, the wind took it, danced it around. It was all the – boy, you know, just a little extra gust right there would have sent it to the yard. Well, St. Joe doesn't wish to be in position down three in the seventh, but if you're going to be, you want your leadoff guy at second, followed with Kyle Tupper, Keegan Frick, and Bryce Lesher set to come up. It'll be Tupper right now, 0 for 3 in the day. Trying to get his first hit of the day after going two for three with a home run yesterday in the season debut. Singer steps off. St. Joe calling for a balk there, but time was called before he stepped off the rubber. One out here in the seventh. Marion two outs away from closing this one out. Here's the pitch. Low, ball one. Great drama here in the Holy War on the diamond. Presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. It's a closer game than three runs. It really is. It's not just the cold that's getting us all on the edge of our seats and shaking. Ground ball to second. That's an out. And Marion is one out away from closing this one out and winning the Holy War. Quinn advances to third. It brings up Keegan Frick, one for three in the day. Fielder's choice, single, run scored, and a strikeout. 
Zinger in the full wind now with the runner on third. Ooh. Ground ball to short. Bays feels it. Fires the first. Marion has won the Holy War on the Diamond. 7-4 the final score. Really good rip there by Keegan trying to get it down, and he almost snuck it through. But again, second base standing, str standing strong for Marion. Just a really good defensive stand there to close out. Three up, three down for the Knights, and that'll be how Holy War Part 1 for this season wrap up. All right, so 7-4, the final score. We'll take a quick timeout, then we'll look to get an interview with Evan Schmindorf, our Tony Letcher Health Markets Player of the Game, back after this on Redeemer Radio. Join Bishop Kevin Rhodes Wednesdays at noon for a new episode of Truth and Charity. Each week, he has a conversation with host Kyle Hyman about scripture, the lives of the saints, and issues affecting Catholics today. Listen to episodes anytime by going to RedeemerRadio.com or search for Truth and Charity on the Apple, Google, or Spotify podcast apps. Then share your favorite with a friend. Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Evan Schmindorf, our Tony Letcher Health Markets player of the game, three for three with three RBI as Marion wins 7-4 here over St. Joe in the Holy War on the Diamond. Matt, your thoughts? You know, it, both teams started out with what we thought was going to be an offensive you know, showdown. I mean, we had basically all the runs scored before the fourth inning, and that's really all that both teams need. Both teams just locked it down defensively. Both relief pitchers, I got to say, Begonia and, uh, sorry, Singer, Begonia for the Tribe and Singer for the Knights, just absolutely locked it down when they needed to, and the Tribe just couldn't get the bats going late in the game. Great defensive stand there, but really the first half of this game belonged to the bats, and the second half of this game belonged to the pitching staff and relief. Really good effort by both teams in this Holy War Part 1. Wow, and a great victory for Marion. St. Joe certainly the favorite to win this one, and, and Marion losing 26-12 to last night. What a way to rally back from that kind of loss. You come back, you lose the opener after your first game in two years, 26-12, to and then you come back and you win the Holy War in game two of the season. And between these two games, I mean, that's, you know, we look at the time right now, first pitch at 535 this evening. We're sitting at about two and a half hours. I mean, they've played, Marion has played over seven hours of baseball in two days, and this is a great bounce back for that night's squad after giving up 26 runs to Northwood. No slouch of a team for sure, but this is a great win. This is going to carry momentum for that Marion team well into the season, and they're already, I mean, you can, you can be sure that on the other side, St. Joe has April 19th circled, starred, underlined on the calendar already. So Evan Schmindorf will be our Tony Letcher Health Markets player of the game. Uh, Marion chatting things over right now, so we'll get him momentarily. The Redeemer Radio player of the game brought to you by Tony Letcher of Health Markets. Tony, a parishioner at Quinn of Peace Catholic Church. His kids attend Marion High School. If you're looking for assistance with Medicare, your family, or individual health insurance or life insurance, you can contact Tony today at 855-776-2438 or visit his website, tletcher.com. That's tletcher.com. Thanks to Tony Letcher from Health Markets for supporting high school sports on Redeemer Radio. Absolutely the correct call for that for our uh, player of the game Schmittendorf now batting 500 on the season between yesterday and today absolutely outstanding and defensively I can't say it enough that young man freshman starting against St. Joe in his second game 
He has the Holy War game, and he stands strong, keeping everything in front of him. Very few. I mean, we talked about, you know, pass balls versus wild pitches. We didn't really have either one of those because both pitch, um, both pitching staffs were backed up by their catchers. Great job there by the Knights catcher, Schmittendorf, and great job on the other side for Matt Eck in the Indians behind the plate all day. No question about that. Uh, Marion uh, taking their time on this post-game conversation as well as you would expect. <laughs> it's a big celebration. Maybe they didn't necessarily uh, – not many, let's say this, not many gave them a chance to win this one, and there's a big ovation as they come out of that. As uh, Marie Ashgar going to try to get Evan Schmidendorf here momentarily, and let's see if we can go down, and she's looking to find him right now. All right, let's go down to Marie Ashkar right now with – Freshman catcher, Evan Schmindorf. All right, hi, Evan. So first of all, big win tonight against St. Joe. What is going through your mind right now? Uh, we're just really happy that we won the game. I mean, just as, as bad as it went yesterday, it's just, just pulled together as a team to pull the win today feels really good. Now, you went three for three today. How would you say you were able to do that? Um, I just swung it, swung it strikes, just keep it simple, shorten up the swing, and it worked out for me today. Now, what are the keys for the rest of the season in order to have a successful rest of the season? Uh, just play together as a team. That's, that's the number one thing. If we play as a team, we win games. All right, thank you so much, Evan. Uh, back to you, Ange. All right, Marie, thank you very much. Evan Schmindorf, our Tony Letcher Health Markets player of the game, three for three, three RBIs. He's a freshman. He did a great job behind the mound as well. Uh, we talked about how young Marion is, four starting freshmen. We'll tell you what. Those are the guys that won him the game. This is a pretty bright future, and this and the future could be as soon as you know later this season. This is a really good, outstanding group of freshmen. They're eager. They're chomping at the bit. I mean, all those goods, and you know, even just the answers that Evan had. I mean, this is just yeah. We got to. He's a freshman. Talk. He didn't yeah, talk like a freshman. Exactly. I mean, and it's little things like you know, we just got to do the simple things, and that's what Marion's going to continue to do. They're going to use this. They're going to build on this. You know, and, and he, Evan hit it right on the head after yesterday. Getting 26 runs hung on you, that's going to affect you. But then to bounce back against your rival, against a team that you were favored, or that you were not favored, I should say, against, then to come out strong and get away with the, with the W like this, absolutely great for the energy going forward in the season. That's a wrap on today's Holy War battle between Marion and St. Joe in baseball. Join us April 19th for Holy War softball at 5 p.m. The Holy War battles are presented by Andrew Weiss of Knights of Columbus Insurance. Learn more about how Andrew can help you at andrewweisskofc.com. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the taking me on. I know that we must have been scraping the bottom of the barrel to have me out here. But, uh, no, it was great to get back on the mic. Great game and uh, great to help out and be of service. Thanks to our audio producer back at the 95.7 Studios, Ilya Glasman. Our student interns assisting us tonight were Zach Smith and Marie Ashgar. For Matt Florian, I'm Angel DiCarlo. The final score from the St. Joe Athletic Fields. Marion takes the Holy War on the Diamond 7-4. to four. It is 8 p.m. This is 95.7 FM, WRDI, Napanee, Michiana. Good night and God bless. This is Father Nathan Maskell, chaplain of Marion High School. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And thanksgiving for all God's gifts. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. 
O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Marion High School Athletics.